Coming up, it's Twig. This week in Google, we've got Stacy, Jeff, Ant, all joining me, Jason Howell. We're going to talk. We're going to unbox a very in-demand device, and that would be, of course, the Nest Mini. Pixel 4, unfortunately, we don't have in-house, but that didn't stop us from talking a lot about it. Also, uh, we kind of say goodbye to phone-based virtual reality, uh, talk a little bit about Elon Musk's tweets from space and how that's happening, uh, and dive into a little phone history with the Motorola Razor a whole lot more than just that next on This Week in Google. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Twig, This Week in Google, episode 531, recorded Wednesday, October 23rd, 2019, Buried in Rubbermaid. This episode of This Week in Google is brought to you by Monday.com. Monday.com helps teams manage work and meet deadlines while building a culture of transparency. Manage all your core business activities in one place. Learn more at Monday.com slash Twig. And by Zapier. Zapier connects all your business software and handles the work for you so you can focus on what matters most. Right now through November, go to zapier.com slash twig for your free 14-day trial. And by Captera. Find the right tools to make an informed software decision for your business. Visit Captera's free website at captera.com slash twig. It's time for Twig. This week in Google, I'm Jason Howell filling in for Leo, who is off for an entire month. Leo is pretending like he is not a podcaster. Instead, he is, he is being a world traveler. Um, so, you know, if you follow him on the socials, you'll be able to see where he's going. But I think he's in Greece right now. He and Lisa are in Greece. They're having a great time. I uh, I was just saying right before the show, I was going to save it for the show. I love doing this show. I, and earlier today, I was like cleaning up my house and, and like just thinking about how how much i was looking forward to this show so i'm super happy you were to be in a, here you were in a light mood uh, yes other than a dark mood that's right even though i like dark mode on my phone you're you in a light mood. <laughs> jeff jarvis of we course. love having you here sir thank you love jeff you. it's uh, as lazy leo off here not working <laughs> you're here keeping the fort down was that what yes you're yes that i think that's what you say and i'm happy to be here jeff jarvis buzzmachine.com always great to see you sir also joining us uh, Stacy Higginbotham, although I think Yay! that's the name of the other you. What is the name of the current <laughs> Stacy? This is this is still Stacy. It's just Stacy with different hair. I feel like you're a spy or something. It's Stacy Wigginbotham. Stacy oh! Wigginbotham. Oh, you nailed it. That that's seems so new, obvious. That's, that's my new name. All right, I like it. <laughs> so obvious. I love it. Stacy Wigginbotham, Stacy on IoT.com. And to my left, Ant Pruitt. Yes, I am. Yay, You're not wearing the wig. Mr. Ant. No, we probably should, though, some of these days. With all these <laughs> bright lights in here reflecting off of this chrome dome of mine. What kind of wig would you go for if you had your preference? Oh, it would definitely be a uh, like a blonde afro. Okay. <laughs> oh, fancy. I thought nice. you were yeah, have, yeah, it was like uh, little Bob Ross action. Self but... with, with hair, Ant? Oh no! Mm, share? No, 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 no! It's definitely. Well, we're sharing this. We got to be the Bob Ross. <laughs> we're sharing this before the show. That's me in 1974. That is an awesome photo. Wow! That you, is indeed you. But you almost that hair like is Jobs. dark. You almost look like Steve Jobs there too. Yeah, yeah it's true. I was thinking that. Yeah, 
kind of do Just have like a Jobsian look to you. That's not my 1974 official Chicago Police Department press pass. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like, it's like being at the museum, you guys. I know, right? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What does Uncle See, Jeff have for us today? <laughs> <laughs> Taking a step back in time through the history of journalism with Jeff Jarvis. Jeff is going to send me something terrible in the mail. I know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's coming. I don't know. He might send you a wig. Be, be afraid of the wig that he sends you. The wig, uh, yeah, I don't think... Because you'll have to wear it on the next episode. That's why. No, no, it might be made of like NYC rat pellets or something, and I'm not, I'm not up for that. <laughs> or pellets. Jason's in light mode. You, Stacy, are in dark mode. <laughs> even though your, even though your wig is very light. So, so I it- thought of you, Jeff, today because I had a migraine this morning and I was trying to do my show. And I could not look at the screen. I was like, why is there no dark mode for Google <laughs> oh, Sheets? No. Mm. How's the migraine now? It's, oh, can't you? I'm freaking happy, man. Yeah, My drugs took a- It's amazing when they end how how it really, it's, you just, you just le- levitate about oh, yeah. five feet, right? Exactly. Well, yeah. maybe only three, but, you know, okay. I'll go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. Uh, to like, I, I I don't have regular migraines, but I've definitely had something of of the level of a migraine. Probably a couple of years ago, probably the only time I've ever had such a bad headache that like I wanted everything to end. I was just like so miserable. I was like, this is what uh, people who have migraines. This is probably what they experience. It's brutal. Yes, it is. It makes you hate life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really, really does. If if my experience was anything similar to what a, a true migraine, I used to have them, but they miraculously went away. It's all that you know staring to computer screens that helped you. Right? As you get older, Jeff, they age. They I know, to... it's age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to stop teasing Jeff about his his wisdom and experience in the world. So I I, I was at the dermatologist. Well, you, you, okay, so now we're going to do the old guy thing. I had my colonoscopy last Friday. If you want to hear anything about it, I'd be happy to tell you. There's a new treatment. That would it's be better. No. That would be no. <laughs> you young people, it's coming to you. It's yes, coming. I know. Just watch out. So so I was at the dermatologist this morning, annual check on doing venture, and I had these kind of little white spots right here, you know. And I said, what, what's that? What's the little white spot? He said, oh yes, those are wisdom spots. You get them with age. Wisdom spot. Right. Yeah. Like, thanks. Right. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> he was trying for a tip. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's actually so. That's when sun damage and when your skin stops producing melanin, you get them. Is that yeah. what it is? Uh huh. They're not the actually wisdom spots. spots. Yeah. But I mean, no, they're wisdom spots. Thanks for Jeff. bursting his bubble. <laughs> <laughs> but if it makes you feel better, I have some. You just I have brought them all nose. the way back to reality. So, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Welcome to reality. So well, I want, next week I want you to bring a picture of you with hair. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, that's I a good idea. The rest yeah. of us have hair. Yeah. Ant. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, I was some that. old modeling pictures when I had hair. <gasps> Yay. Wait. Yay. Wait. So there's there's we more want. in there. Yes. I feel <laughs> like you just kind of breezed over this. That was a, that was a humble brag of humble <laughs> brags. <laughs> I did what? <laughs> what We're so going to get to Google in a second, but first. Yeah, wait, what is this about modeling? Were you a model? Oh, yeah, I did. Um, oh. Man, it's oh, been yeah. 20 some odd years now, but I did a little bit locally back home in Charlotte. All right on. Wow. Some, um, what did you model? Uh, most of the time it was just clothes, and sometimes I did hand modeling. and Hand modeling. You know, but Fine most of the time it was clothes and, and just, just being me. 
Yeah. They needed a black face at the time, and, and I looked good enough on camera, and it worked out. It was fun. Not, not just the face. They wanted the, the whole look, the yeah, whole body. Had, yeah, they had that, too. The anti-charisma. <laughs> were, these, were these clothes you would have worn if oh, yeah. you weren't paid to? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It was a good fit. It was a lot of fun. Good. Wow. I was, I was a lot younger back then. and um, We definitely want to see that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> more and more, we're realizing what we I, need to I, check I'm in on next week. I'm excited about the cheesy catalog or like old school poses. Did you have any cheesy old school poses? Um, I will have to look for... <laughs> what was it? I have to look I'm for like, them. is this one of them? <laughs> no. <I know. laughs> I'm, think, I'm thinking the like the knee up look where you're like leaning yes. down with your, your elbow on the your The first knee, one that comes to my mind was on a campus, was on a university campus and they had me like kneeling down just like what you okay. were saying yeah and i think that's right. the first okay. one that comes to my mind i think i still have that one somewhere yeah it was like that it's so yeah. dorky but it's but it's but it's aunt pruitt so i look good that's right oh, of, course, of course you do i think i think we need you to 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 model all the twitch swag i can do oh that. that's a great oh, that's idea that's a good plan i can do that yeah <laughs> great idea wow. Uh, all right, so we know what we're doing next week. As for this week, we might spend a whole episode on on your modeling career next week. But this week, we got a whole lot of Google in this doc. Yes, we do. I love it when the doc looks like this. Yes. Do we want to start with products or do we want to start with news? There's uh, the the products are fun. All yeah. right, Jason, I feel oh. the products. All right, Plus, I have a question. It. Oh, okay. About the Pixel oh. Four. Okay. Well, um, okay. How about this? I've got something right here. Oh, are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. You ready? Had a it's it's today. in the box. Somebody had a delivery. Something right. is in the box and it's ready to be unboxed. And I know it's you guys. A wig. <laughs> it's, it's not space. a wig. It is. Drum Go roll. ahead and show the overhead. Drum roll. Oh, oh, it's 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 a. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Nest Mini. <laughs> I really I've was. Seen this. I was hoping to get the Pixel 4 before showtime today. It didn't happen. Oh, he's taking the cellophane off. But oh, I did boy. get the Nest Mini, so we can start there. <laughs> it's not quite as entertaining or or um, or interesting, but I do have it new in the box. And there it is. It looks identical to what you it's probably like already have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Nest Mini with the... Oh, uh, with the with notch, so you could hang now it. Now with notch. Yeah, the now with... Hole. And I didn't realize this. Apparently, some of the reviewers are, that are have, uh, have played around with this are saying that it actually sounds better when it's mounted on your wall. That's so, what Kevin said in his review. Yeah. So now, he's, now he's I'm curious to see the direction of the speakers on that. Or, or, yeah, or like why, why that is. sound different on the wall versus what? on the flat surface. I assume it's because it, the walls, most of our walls are hollow Perfect. unless you've got like a uh, pre-war kind of apartment, right? So it's going to help resonate. That's no resonance. Way. Yeah, maybe. And I mean, if you're on a table, which is the way it usually has been. Oh, I like that shot. Um, if it's on a table, like there, there must be something to how the sound projects out of the device, off the reflective surface and out. Because mm-hmm. if it's on a table, it's more likely reflecting up versus out. And if it's on a wall projecting out into the room maybe a little bit more that's just a guess but i do also know that they've they've done some work on the speakers uh they've added more bass response that you're probably not going to get a whole lot of bass response out of this <laughs> little hockey puck right here but now when he tested it last time it did sound pretty good bass wise yeah even, kevin says i mean he, he didn't Skype. know if it had 2x the bass but he oh, said okay. it was really okay um 
yeah, I feel like it's even got kind of like a tackiness here that I'm not used to. I, yeah, I don't know. But um, I mean, by all like by looking at it, it really does look just just like the, the Google Home. Mini. This is not a so exciting. I, I know. Yeah. See, this is like I'm really happy that we led with the Nest Mini. <laughs> you, you guys should have seen um, when the delivery came in today. And the look on his face when he was, he got the bot, sat it down, and he opens it. Oh, it's just a nest. <laughs> I was excited. I was like, oh, great. This he is perfect. So I love it when it works pumped. out like this. Like Dr. getting a device Android. right before the show. I'm like the Pixel 4. Like I know what we're talking about today. And then I opened it, and it was he was, it was so, the hockey puck. Oh, man. He, he, would just, he was up here, and then he just immediately went. There, just that's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll have to wait a little bit longer for the Pixel Four. It's supposed to come sometime this week, but just in time for your next All About Android show. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. And then next week's uh, this week in Google. Well, I'm pretty certain we'll definitely have it on on set then, so we can talk about it then. But you know, uh, I'm not having uh, I'm not having Pixel Four Envy. No, why is that? Why is that? Nope. I just I just I'm I'm making my three A XL. I'm very happy with it. I just. I'm, Facial recognition. Okay. Have you been Have you been paying attention to some of the reviews that seem to be dropping like crazy right now? No, what I know you're going to tell me about them. Yeah, they don't. Like, I find myself being uh, less than yeah. excited, and I think one of the big disappointments for me that I'm hearing from multiple reviewers, almost all of them, is just battery. Yeah. And battery, I feel like, is just, that's just one of those things on an 800 to $900 device. You have to nail battery. And if you're not, you're doing something wrong. But yeah. the 90 hertz display, I'm sure it looks great. But is that really necessary? Do we really need 90 hertz on our phones? Necessary, we- no, I would say. <laughs> You know, but, but they put nice it in there. It doesn't <laughs> they put, even work all the time. They, they yeah, put it, it in there the and then time. they turned it off because they know it's going to just kill the already small battery. Well, the, the weird thing is it only works when your screen is on full brightness or like right. above 75% brightness. Right. So if like you really have to make that choice, like I want no battery life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the anti-dark mode. Yes, oh, it is no. the anti-dark oh, mode. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's the bright mode. <laughs> Mr. I, Jarvis, you said you wasn't excited, but if you were a Pixel 2 owner, would you be excited? That'd be di- very different. Very okay. different. That makes sense. Yeah. You'd be excited yeah. so then, to just upgrade to something mm-hmm. new. It's been a couple of years. That's, I, I, that's, that's what I had before. I had the Pixel 2. Yeah. And now I have the Pixel 3a. 3a. And the 3a is oh, very see- happy. Yeah. Do you miss the squeeze? I miss the squeeze. That's what I was going to ask. I just hate the squeeze. Stacy, you should try oh. squeezing your 3A. Yeah, it doesn't you work. Uh, squeeze the bottom. <gasps> oh, my God, it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh, man. Yeah? Uh, Wait, I've been squeezing this thing for, I guess I need to adjust it. But it's only I've, on the bottom. It's only the bottom oh, half. Oh, so it's not third. the side. Yeah. Okay. It's, no, I've no, been... not the bottom bottom. It's the bottom half. Yeah, it's the bottom, of the, the bottom the half bottom of the sides. Of the yeah, side. so I've been squeezing it kind of at the midline. So it okay. doesn't do it. Oh, it did it there. <gasps> Karsten. You are choking the phone. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are sensitivity settings. Hug the phone. By the way. I know. Just that's a nice little I'll booty have, squeeze. Okay. <laughs> I just... I was sad because I really use that a lot in my like day to day phone interactions. So I was like, and I kept squeezing it, and it was like, nothing. it's like she just hugged her phone and that, right, just just, just hug it, back. don't choke it. I I never I disable that feature. I do too. Yeah, yeah I hit. 
I just found like no matter what uh, sensitivity I had it set to, it would fire when I didn't yep. want it to. Same here. Yeah, it's just like God, stop it. Like I don't need you all the time, assistant. I don't need you right now. All right, same here. So I, I think after it. five years of carpal tunnel. Maybe my hand grip strength is so weak that I never unintentionally squeeze it. <laughs> but I, oh, boy. Apparently, I can't even squeeze it when it's there. But, like, it's so great because I hate talking to my phone because I set off everything in the house. And so the squeeze oh, is just like, <laughs> I, <see. Okay>. do <laughs> something. I can just imagine a te- hundred devices saying, Yes, Stacy. Yes, Stacy. Yes, Stacy. Yes, Stacy. They also just added the drag from the bottom right corner. Oh, yeah, in order to launch annoying. the assistant, I think I have that on my swipe up on it. Oh yeah, I could show that if you if you really want to see it. Um, yeah, so you have to kind of go in a in a diagonal from the bottom, nope. and that does nope. your assistant. Um, okay, I never really got into the gesture uh, UI on my phone. I just like it old school. And this, so this is the Pixel. This is two. This is the three? two. That's this is the, the two. two. Okay, but. Everybody at home uses the gesture interface. I turned it off, and I just okay. I just like using the old stock button. And on the four, uh, which you will be getting at some mm-hmm. point soon to here too, um, you do have the ability to opt for the three button versus the gesture. So that's still I'm, there. I'm not savvy enough for gestures just yet in the new Jedi. But you phone. won't get if you do that. You won't get the super assistant. Yeah, right. So that's kind of crazy, right? Like right now, there there was news that um, at least with the Pixel Four at launch, if you have if you don't have gestures activated, mm-hmm. then you can't access Assistant. Makes no sense. That makes, that no makes sense absolutely no sense. Not, you can't. You can. You still get Assistant, but you don't get. The, but not the, Super Assistant. The awesome. Super the one. Assistant. That, Wait. The continuum oh, okay. conversational well, version. Is that still is that what like you're what? About? Yeah. If it can trigger yeah, is, one, why can't it do the other? What What is super assistant? I feel what so lost. You get continuing conversations. You get something else. I don't know. They were they talked about it at the at the. It's a lot more contextual. At the, um, at the ah. yeah, it's more re- it's resident on the device. Right. Yes. Exactly. More of it's on device, so you get a little bit of the faster response. So what? It like reverts to old dumb assistant. <laughs> like oh, you're not using. Waiting. You just That's called so this weird. dumb. You just got the footman, not the butler. Yes. So this is this is a trend I think we're going to see more and more, especially as oh, and some you people can't have G Suite either. Right. Oh right. That's, oh, yeah. that's, yeah. that's, about to go psycho that's for you, too. Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, like you can't you can't be you can't have it on your device at all. It's not yeah. that you can't have G Suite account as your primary account. It just can't be there at all. Otherwise, it can't be there at all. Which is just what so Google. Weird. These are the people who pay you. That is so weird. Yeah. So it's probably to do with like the re- the limitations around G Suite are mostly about things like uh, privacy and parsing the data. So it could be the way that Google's handling that data is not compliant with what they've told their professional customers who want their data to be kept secure. It's not okay. for folks like you and me, Jeff. It's for folks like corporations. If that makes sense, I know, but they're Google. They have they have, Dude, they have quantum supremacy. They could fix this. <laughs> yes, I, why not? I want so badly. Like I recommend to everyone. They're like, should I do G Suite? And I'm like, are you a Google user? Then no, <laughs> don't. <laughs> There's no but point I, in it. Yeah. What What other option would you suggest for a professional who wants to have like a small but high end productivity suite? Please don't say Microsoft. Um. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's about Good it. Question. <laughs> that's about it. 
That's uh, about right, it. And if you're, you're like me, if you're on a Chromebook yeah. and you want to have your own domain. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. I can't think of anything else. It, that would be seamless day to day. It's just kind of baffling to me how the G Suite over the years is always the punching bag for They've stuff like this. Never you know, like fixed continually this. the punching bag. It never gets any better for the G Suite <laughs> users. Meanwhile, they're the ones that are paying. And I know the and chat Google room says have the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's really the only other option, which is I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. Uh-uh. It's painful. Uh-uh. So, I mean, and that's not all that's missing from the four. Um, RCS support, uh, which the Pixel 3 has. Uh, the what? Pixel 4 does not, is not unsupported on T-Mobile and Verizon at launch, even though the 3 is supported. I, I didn't quite understand that story because I thought it also put more onus on the, on the particular carriers, not necessarily the device. So it's more on Google no, it's it's about it's about the carriers. It is about the carriers. It is the carriers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because the headlines that I was that I've been seeing have read as if this is Google's fault. They they screwed up and didn't make this available. When I mean, I always thought it it mattered most on the network, not necessarily on the. You the could hardware. say that if this was a big priority for Google, a big enough priority for Google, Google would have made whatever relationship you know or management that they needed to do with the carriers yeah. to make Although sure. Although the carriers. They could say this is not a device that's going to sell in the billions, so who cares? So, so Shut up. right, so why do they care? Yeah, there's that. Yeah. Which I mean, yeah, which is unfortunate for for Google's next big market uh, or messaging <laughs> push. You know, because RCS was yet another messaging solution that was going to change everything for mm-hmm. Google's story and history. And on, on the plus again. side, you guys, it's been what six months or so since Google's last launched a messaging protocol. <laughs> That's true. So, you know, Fair way to look at the bright there. side. Fair enough. I'm trying. I'm in light mode today. Oh wait, no, I'm in dark. Mode. Never mind. <laughs> we can we can automatically switch between light and dark mode throughout the course of this episode. Uh, we'll put you back into dark mode for this. Dual band GPS is, is hardware that's supported on the Pixel Four, but it's not activated at launch. So that's uh, another thing that Google is kind of holding off and say, as somewhere down the line, we'll activate it. Just point after point after point, it seems like there's all of these asterisks involved Mm -hmm. with the Pixel 4. And Mm -hmm. I I feel like in in years past, yes, people poo-poo the next device and then they get in. They're like, oh, well, actually, it's not that bad. And maybe I'll find myself there, too. But I'm just getting kind of disheartened by a lot of these things right now. And maybe that's because I just don't have it in my hands yet. Well, that's the difference. You, you need to see what works for you and your personal experience on it. Uh, all these reviews that, that have been out there the last couple of days have been pretty downing. Um, yeah. And I get it for the most part, but I, I don't want to just put all of my stock in those just yet. Because, like, for example, MKBHD, as big as he is, he has a different perspective when it comes to these 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 devices and a use case. Um I remember him making a comment right at the end of his video, basically saying, you know, most people I wouldn't recommend this phone for. And so I'm, I wanted to ask him, how do you define most people and what is the phone that you're going to recommend? What is the cutoff? Yeah. You know, uh, is it the iPhone? Okay. Why? Is it the Galaxy Note? Okay. Why? Sure. You know, it. But coming coming from someone who has the reach and the respect in the industry, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, as MKBHD does, 
and he's kind of been a pretty big fan of he's the Pixel big, phones up has. until now. Mm-hmm. So for him to say, like, I have a hard time recommending this for everyone, yeah. that's kind of a big, that's a big deal yeah. in my mind. And see, when he went into the rant about the 90 hertz display, and then you top that off by saying most people, do you really think most people know what 90 hertz on a display is? Most for? people probably aren't even going to know that, that the 90 hertz display is is going right. on or going off, right. you know, depending on the brightness setting, whatever that is. Right. So that's why I'm like, why wouldn't he recommend it for most people? You know, just just for little comments like that. But yeah. I'm not taking a dig at you, Mr. Brownlee. I was, I'm just curious if yeah. you can get this message. So I want to do a review show where you hand, you let go to a, I don't know, pick an office, school, a nursing home, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And you give the device to people and you ask them to like, Hey, can you use this? Because yes. I think, and, and granted, you should give it to them for a week and then come back. But that's in our world, that's crazy long amounts of time. But yeah. mm-hmm. I always, I, my test is it's not my mom because my mom is actually pretty technically savvy. But um, I do, I do think about like my mother in law and my father in law, and I'm like, yeah, can they use this? Because yep. I mean, we're very. Well, actually, not me, because I'm a pretty normal person. I couldn't even figure out how to squeeze my phone. Wait a minute. Um, really? <laughs> normal? As you sit phones, and talk on, about the spectrum, you know, and, and wideband? Come on. You're far from normal. <laughs> on, okay. On phones, I'm normal. normal. Other things, I'm I'm not normal. But Yes. But maybe those yeah. other things that you're not normal on open you up to an ability of, yeah. of ease, like approaching some of these uh, these phones uh, from a perspective of ease versus someone who is completely outside of the realm of technology mm-hmm. that gets it. They're going to have a different opinion, probably. You know, I, li- I like her idea, and I particularly do that with Queen Pruitt when it comes to these new phones. And mm-hmm. still, one of my favorite stories is is when I bought her the Notes eight i think i believe is what it was and i had to return it because it was too much it was too busy and Mm. she just could not dig that interface because previously she'd had the original pixel i think that's what it was okay and she says can i have my pixel back yeah you know and she was now you know that that struck me because i know she's not the most tech savvy person out there and Mm. she's always dropping the phone and busting it up you know but that's another story um but for her to say this user interface is just not something that i can jive with at this time you know that that surprised me yeah uh yeah what what is she using now she's still using pixel 3 the pixel 3 Mm -hmm. okay great great phone i'm still using pixel 3 Mm mm-hmm uh, with the big bucket notch and all, with the big bucket notch <laughs> that you can disable, you know you can you can bring down the, the the forehead on that and not look at the notch if if that helps. And there's another thing: people still gripe about notches and things of that nature, but yet they still want the technology behind the notch, right? So and they so now the they're complaining that, about the forehead on the, the Pixel Four, and I'm like, well, you you, you moaned and, and cried about the notch. But you still need all of that stuff in this body for it to work. So you can't have it both ways. That's my opinion. Now, granted, I think OnePlus is doing a better job from the bezel standpoint, but they don't have radar, right? Right. (laughs) Do they need radar? They don't need it. They don't need it. (laughs) That that, that becomes the question that I have is, is, Mm -hmm. 
you know, a lot of the reviews that are coming out right now are are saying saying a lot of similar things. And Soli seems to be very mixed, where it's like, okay, it's not always reliable. It's totally underutilized. Uh, but it does speed up things like face unlock. Mm-hmm. So I hope they patch it. I don't it, want it anyway. Which you so, don't want anyway, right? Which you don't want, and they've got to patch it so your eyes don't, I mean, yeah, I hope sleeping they patch people. It. Oh, boy. I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, right. So, right. I, so right now the face unlock will work whether your eyes are open or not. And I don't know why you roll out that security feature with that even uh, consideration. How did like, I pass yeah. Q&A? I don't understand. But <laughs> that's, yeah. Apparently that's the way Maybe it is. Maybe they were all wearing uh, sunglasses like Ant. <laughs> that's what I was supposed to bring. They're in the office. My sunglasses. That's right. Phil. Well, <laughs> so, next week we'll I have the wig and the sunglasses. Yes, sunglasses and hair. Um, I'm going to say about Soli because I do think people don't understand what this is about. Um, I wrote about it, and this is not shameless self-promotion. It's I feel kind of sad that I'm self-promoting, but I talked about why this matters, and it's tied to. Basically, this idea when computing is everywhere, you need a way to tell computers that you're talking to this particular device, right? And proximity and the ability to understand that you're right next to this device and asking it a question Mm -hmm. is going to be essential. And it's, I tied in the article I wrote, um, yeah, this to Apple putting UWB, ultra wideband, on their phones, which they're using right now, or we're talking about them using for location-based services. Mm-hmm. But all of this is basically computing's and everything. You're not going to want to be like, dishwasher, please right. start now. Right. You don't want to just, just sing it gonna wanna, out. Yeah. You're going to want to stand next to it and say, like, turn on or whatever. And as these devices start having these radios, they'll also understand when they're right next to things that they can also work with. Mm. And I think this is going to be way more exciting. And Google's effort to put this on the Pixel was really to get people started thinking about it, but it's also to see like what are the problems associated with this technology and what do we need to know about it? So I'm really high on Soli. I'll be honest. I think you and Mr. Tofel said it best last week with with one word, presence, and that makes perfect sense yes. there. You know, in yeah. like real, like like presence, like right now. And did I tell you about my liquor cabinet example? You did not. Please, please proceed, please though. You us. had me at liquor. Tell us about the liquor <laughs> <laughs> so way back in like 2013, when I was getting excited and into the smart home, I put a motion sensor on my liquor cabinet. Okay. And the idea was when anyone opened it, we'd get a notification. This turned into a huge problem because <laughs> my husband and I were always opening the liquor cabinet. And my daughter, <laughs> at that time, she was like six or seven, so she wasn't interested, right? But we re- what we wanted to do was have a Bluetooth sensor tied to the motion sensor. And I bought like an ambient uh, sensor. And the idea is I wanted when my husband or I were right next to the liquor cabinet opening it, you don't have to send a notification. But if my daughter's next to it, I want that notification because now she's 13 and she has all these friends and, you know. I like that use case. Mm -hmm. So, and this is, this is an example where proximity allows us to do things that right now are really tough. Mm-hmm. And if if that sensor had UWB or Soli, and here's the next problem, you guys, there's going to be a standards fight over this. Um, <laughs> Makes you so if, happy. 
I'm like, I just love a good standards fight. Um, makes life so hard for users. Uh, but that's that's where we're going. And that can be in a, a friendly way. So like you don't have to buy, like I had to buy this separate Bluetooth sensor and there was like code that I had to download and I never got it working 100% because it was just hard. But how awesome would it be if you could just stick like a $12 sensor in your liquor cabinet and you'd know if your kid was ste- like stealing alcohol? Mm-hmm. And it's not just presence that you're talking about. It's presence and I and um, and identification. Proximity. Well, p- presence, proximity, and identification, right? Because you need to know who is actually there. Because as as we were talking about this, I was thinking, well, the Nest Mini, going back to that product, actually has something along these lines. It yeah. has the ability to light up the the volume. When it has it an t- ultrasonic sensor. It has an ultrasonic sensor, oh, so so it right. can detect presence and it can uh, and proximity, right? But it has no idea who it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's the other critical well, component of this. That's a start. Is to know, oh, it is my daughter versus it's me or my husband. Don't send me that notification. So, Yeah, and ultrasonic sensors are all over the place. They're used a lot. Like, you know, those water filters or water delivery devices in airports, you know, those filtration yes. systems mm-hmm. to fill up your thing. Mm-hmm. There's an ultrasonic system, sensor in there saying, boop, boop, you're full. Or you're right, not full because it stops filling uh, at the right yeah. time. Yeah. Mm. yeah so that's it. So UWB and radar are both pretty expensive. So they're different than the sensor that's in the Nest Mini, but it's a similar use case because okay. it. I'll, I'll say that was super necessary in the Nest Mini because, I mean, beforehand you'd sit there and you're like, I want to turn the volume and you just hit it randomly. Right. In spots Where's the like, button? Where do I tap? Nope. And it'd get louder, <laughs> softer, ask you questions, and you're like, shut up, just stop. Uh huh. Just volume up. <laughs> yeah, I, and actually, one thing I just well, yeah. uh, a couple of interesting things. You know, we're totally hopping back and forth, but that's okay. Uh, a couple of interesting things I I read today about the Nest Mini. These new uh, the new Nest Mini will allow you to pair a stereo pair of two of them, mm-hmm. so you could hook them up as stereo. As stereo, that'd be I think cool. That's pretty oh, neat. That'd you be cool. Do that on the ones before. Uh, and God, what was the other one I had? Oh, oh, Did you do uh, quadraphonic. <clears throat> no, <laughs> so you could listen to Dark Side of the Moon the way From it was your intended. Yes, uh, and then another thing that it does, it reintroduces the tap on top to start or stop playback. Um, if you remember, the Home Mini did that, oh, right. mm-hmm. and they deactivated that because Artem Rezikowski from uh, Android Police had realized that it had been constantly recording him because the fabric was registering as a touch, so it was constantly like sending oh, audio man. to the cloud. And so oh. instead of fix it, they deactivated it entirely, and they yeah. just never reactivated. It. Apparently, on the Nest Mini, that's back. So well, that was that, one so. way to fix it, though. That was <laughs> hey, it was effective. <laughs> They probably, they realized, oh, that was an error in manufacturing, which is why, see, they're sticking solely on the phone because they're trying to play with this new technology before they, like, try to deploy it crazy wide. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. There was a a funny tweet that I saw um, last week. I have it in the doc. It's uh, by Ivan Keurig. It's a compilation of of what was promised by Google with Soli. And then what was delivered and, you know, what was promised, you know, the, the, the concept video when they were first introducing it. I mean, you know, people are adjusting their watch with their fingertips yeah. and they're doing all these really cool things and everything, you know, flipping through presets on a radio and snapping to say, OK, accept. And then it switches to the phone and no, stay on it, stay on it, switches to the phone and it hardly switches the tracks anytime they wave their hand over the top of it. (laughs) It'll get there. I mean, it'll get there. It's it's, all of those things are still possible. It's just 
One day. Come on. I mean, software updates can get you to that. And, you know, like, because before I wrote wrote that story, I actually read a 2016 paper on Soli with all the equations and everything about the three millimeter accuracy. It is pretty cool, you guys. They're going to make it It happen. It is cool technology. Um, it is also isolating this phone in certain markets. India cannot sell the Pixel 4, or, or rather, right. Google cannot sell the Pixel 4 in India right. because they were not able to license the uh, the, um, spectrum. the spectrum, the sixty gigahertz. Yes, the sixty gigahertz yeah. spectrum in that in that country. So therefore, and and Google's made a lot of of noise the last couple of years about mm-hmm. how important markets like India are to right, them. Right. But at emerging the same time, emerging markets, is a, yes, they the emerging it. markets exactly, the next billion. But, you know, is the Pixel 4 a big seller in a market like that? It's probably way more expensive than a lot of the phones that are offered right. and are actually selling in that market. So maybe it's not. Maybe it was uh, it was fine. I don't know. But <clears throat> We will find out, I guess. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing around with the device to see. But I just want to use the camera. I'm not necessarily thinking much about 90 hertz. I'm not thinking much about all of the other googly stuff that's built into the OS. Just yeah. I just want to see how well the camera works. That's yeah, it. so do I. You know, and I'm um, sure you're going to get Can I answer two phone calls a month with it? Great. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, uh, how many of these did you guys order? Well, I mean, Leo has his, so but he's gone. Coming, right? It's going to deliver probably before mine. Mine's scheduled to deliver on Friday. Leo got his order in during pre-order, so I expected it like today, maybe tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you got three at least? And then, then and, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so we have three. Did anybody order a um, Chromebook um, Pixel Go? Maybe. No. Did not order Nobody a Pixel ordered Go. one? No. I, Core oh. i5 and that pricing just, I, I, I don't see that appealing. When I when I think about it, like I, again, I have no reason to replace this thing. This thing is the, the, magical. The Pixel Book is still rocking for me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is the same weight. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I feel like it's fine. Like I don't feel like I need to upgrade to that right. one. I'm curious about it, and I would love to review it and spend some time with it. But I don't feel like I need to replace this with that. Yeah. This feels great. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I would I would still keep that. I need a therapy session with Kevin. <laughs> so he's next, gonna talk you off of the ledge though and tell you no don't buy it no yeah, i know he kevin. is but then i gotta figure out what else to get right you oh, need something he can to help get. you yeah he I don't I'll, I'll make sure I'll, I'll make sure kevin uh kevin gets in touch with you you know if I, was, I, I was getting ready for that asus but then it's only four gigs so mm, nope. Uh-uh. Nope. nope we'll see if he writes a special post on about chromebooks Chromebooks for Jeff Jarvis. Jeff. <laughs> like, he, he just might do that. His ears are burning. Right and since now. he's a good programmer, can he, can he program in a, 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 a blanket denial to any dark mode things? <laughs> Not allowed. A dark mode denial button. I saw that thing today. What was it for the new, the new Chrome uh, version? I got really scared. It had it said it had forced dark mode. I was getting all revved up. You must use dark me. mode. No. But it was just saying that it would force dark mode even on an app that didn't have it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. right. That and that even exists. You're not going to force it on me, Google. Heck no. It did not call call you out by name, thankfully. <laughs> if we could get access 
to Jeff's devices, I have a perfect April Fool's Day prank for us. <laughs> <laughs> Dare. We have plenty of time to, to work on that. Too. I know. I'm like, <laughs> he's got to be in the studio. Just yeah, it's, it for a it's too bad he's on this show and hearing us talk about it, like literally right now. <laughs> I'm going to uh, treat the studio like a skiff and not bring my phone in. <laughs> oh, that's over. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. I'm going to thank the sponsor, and then we can get into more awesome Google news. This episode of This Week in Google is brought to you by Monday.com. Monday.com not only helps teams manage work and meet deadlines, but also builds a culture of transparency to work better together so you can manage all of the core business uh, activities that you have in one place. Uh, everything from high-level roadmaps to specific day-to-day tasks. And you can join over 65,000 teams already getting things done with Monday.com. It's super easy to use. When you go to Monday.com, check it out for yourself. You'll see you can build a board from scratch. You can choose also, uh, if you don't want to start from scratch, you can choose from a selection of templates and then kind of tailor it from there to adjust to your team's workflow. Uh, you can automate your workflows with reminders and notifications to keep everyone on task and on point. You can also upload files directly from your computer, from Dropbox, or Google Drive. And Monday.com is perfect for any team. So that means any size. If you've got two freelancers working together, it's going to work. If you've got thousands of people collaborating across the globe, Monday.com is going to work. It's popular among teams, and uh, that's because it can replace things that can be very burdensome, Excel files, whiteboards, excessively long meetings, and we all know about that last one. So Monday.com makes everything just a little bit easier. Keeps you on track, too. You can create accountability uh, by assigning owners to keep track of what's going on, who's doing what, that sort of stuff. And you won't miss a deadline. They have the My Week feature, which is basically a personal assistant for you and your team. And you can stay in control anywhere you go because Monday.com has a mobile app. It's super easy to use. I know Micah has been using Monday.com to help construct uh, construct the show for iOS today. And you know we're starting to kind of integrate it into our methodology for how we create these shows. And uh, it's just, it, it makes everything just a little bit easier and keeps everybody on point and in touch. And that's what it's all about. To learn more and start your 14 day free trial, go to monday.com slash twig. That's monday.com slash T W I G for your free two week trial. And we thank monday.com for their support of this week in Google. We kind of glanced over the, the whole <clears throat> face unlock with eyes open closed or whatever but i thought it was, it's important I'm, I'm not sure if you guys talked about it last week whether it was news then or not Mm-mm. that the samsung galaxy s10 did you hear about this one that the fingerprint sensor uh in display ultrasonic fingerprint sensor there's a british couple that realized you know this this woman set up the phone learned it learned her right thumb on it then she ended up by accident using her left thumb on on the sensor, and it let her in. She's like, "Oh Whoa, crap, that's weird." Nope. So then she gives it to her husband. Both of her th- husband's thumbs work on it. Then she gives it to someone else. Some- it turns out the screen protector that she ordered on eBay is like three dollars screen protector. Mm-hmm. Um, Samsung saying, "Don't use any screen protectors that aren't." hours because oh, this on, might dude. happen really and so so talk about <laughs> like biometrics just on screen how, oh. yeah how would know that is it just is it making the resolution more or less granular or is so, it just making it not work so samsung was saying uh certain silicone based screen protectors which 
we were talking about it a little bit in, in the after show of All About Android last night. Like, I was thinking it was just like certain, you know, flat screen protectors that you put on and then you, you know, get the like air bubbles out and everything like that. Uh, Victor, who was, who's the TD for that show, was like, well, what if it's more like the, you know, the tacky kind? Gosh, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. suddenly blanking on the name of it. Um, Zag. Zag mm-hmm. makes the invisible mm-hmm. shield. Yes. Maybe it's something like that because from what Steve Gibson on Security Now was saying yesterday is that it has something to do with like the 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 layers. So you've got the camera shooting through the glass, so that's one layer. And then you have this like sticky silicone layer into the glass protector, into the fingerprint. And there's something in those layers that's that's like imprinting a pattern into the fingerprint sensor got when it. you learn that supersedes the layer that your fingerprint is actually so it, yeah. So it's it's learning the wrong thing. Yes, generic thumb. So. Exactly. Exactly. Oh so gosh. any thumb touched on it, and it and automatically right. it recognizes that there's a thumb there, and it That's recognizes the the uh, the oh, pattern man. from the, the layer. story on the rundown is that a couple banks have now disabled uh, thumbprint uh, uh, verification for yeah. those phones. Yeah. Right. They're not going to mess around with that. So, Son. and Samsung's like, why don't you just buy ours? <laughs> All you got to do is just buy ours. That's, that's the quick fix for it, right? <laughs> exactly. No devs involved. Just just buy a new screen protector from us. Yep. So it turns out biometrics are not easy. Yikes. Can we have a little moment of silence for VR? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, we've done it. Okay. <laughs> Not all VR. No, mobile VR. VR mobile. It's headed there. It's headed there. VR on the phone. I don't know about Flash all VR. The I think pan. there's enough of an ecosystem right now. That there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of people that are jazzed about it. Um, but mobile VR, there was a lot. There's a lot of friction with mobile VR. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't make it easy for pe- regular people to just jump right in, it, even though it could it be fun. so stupid. <laughs> Well, well, yeah. if you're playing a game, you I mean, don't care how you're looking. If you're having fun, you don't care how you're looking, right? Yeah. If I'm so, using VR, usually everybody's asleep. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. looking dumb. Don't get me wrong. I'm in the middle of my living room looking, looking I mean, dorky, think about, but I don't care. Think about the Wii days, the Nintendo Wii days. Do yeah. you think we looked elegant with during bowling <laughs> and tennis oh, in man, our living games rooms? Were fun. You know, no one so, cared. We were just having fun. Yeah. I hate VR. And I hate Ooh. VR because it. I have to close off my vision of everything in the world, and I don't feel safe. Okay, so I hate VR in it, like in a trade show environment. I I don't feel a hundred percent comfortable in my home with it. But so I have always been. Your confused dog gonna say, like, "Finally, I can get her." No, my dog, <laughs> my poor dog. I, I trip over her so often now that she now whenever I stand up, she like runs under oh. the couch. I feel terrible. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's standing. <laughs> she's upright. Get out of the way. But, but so I will. I will throw that out there because I feel like people. I know I'm not alone in this. So yeah. I feel like there's a whole bunch of people who are like, "Yeah, there's no way in hell I'm gonna like close off my vision and deprive myself of a sense just to play a game." But that's just what me. about AR? AR is fine because you know. Well, as long as I can still see the see. outside world. I just, I need to see what's coming at me. <laughs> well, um, gosh, I, I've really, really enjoyed VR. The, the more I've gotten into the Oculus Quest, the more I'm like, all right, they're doing something right here. And they actually, they have a system that lets you see through mm-hmm. to the outside world. Uh, they call it the Guardian system. So, you know, you kind of 
you draw your area that you're in VR in. And anytime you get near that, that boundary line, it's like the real world starts to fade into your view while you're in VR. So it's easy to kind of look outside and realize, Oh, you know, there's the, there's the couch. I don't want to trip over that. Or, but I, I don't know if it's going to be that accurate. If a dog walks in, if your dog walks into you, I, I am <laughs> petrified in not, not as much of my home, but the reason I don't like it is because I, I'm worried that someone's going to attack me. It's just a, it's a lifetime of being alert to someone trying to come after you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. I, I, so, I don't fault that. Yeah. I, I, oh. I still use my daydream. To, to this oh, day, what do you use it for? Well, I mean I, VR, but what? I'm like, dead, what? and it's not for gaming or anything. I just like it for the theater mode when you put in Netflix or really? Plex or oh, anything. See, that's something I've never had I'm, the I'm desire to do. You know. If I can just grab my daydream and go to my favorite recliner and tell everybody to leave <laughs> me alone, what <laughs> Dad's watching a movie. <laughs> yeah, I will grab my I grab my favorite headphones, plug it into the phone, and fire up Netflix, fire up my Plex or or what have you. Yep. And it, it's so immersive because it's just like Miss Stacy said it blocks out the environment so i don't see all of the ambient light or anything like that and i don't hear my family or an intruder yeah trying to get in, right? they'll let you know <laughs> you know yeah. but excuse um, me uh can i steal your right. uh, <laughs> but it's nice because uh, especially thought, like with part. netflix and hulu they give you this whole living room environment yeah, when you, yeah, when you yeah. sit down and it just looks like you're looking at a 150 inch screen and and you have great audio on your ears with your cans. Yeah, you know. So, I have this so vision of a it. sitcom episode <laughs> in which uh, uh, Dad Pruitt is on the recliner, mm-hmm. and the family quietly moves all the furniture out of the room while he's watching the show. <laughs> There's an advertisement. It's Just for, don't um, take my chair. Yeah, <laughs> it's for or BMW. They can move your chair. Was that there, there, there is a BMW ad where there. The boy, there's a guy and he's sitting there playing VR in an almost empty apartment and these two girls come in and take the last piece of furniture and walk out and stick it in the back of their nice BMW and the voiceover is like, you know, the BMW holds, has room for all of your stuff, even if something, and I, I can't remember the punchline, but it's basically like, and then at the end it flashes back to the guy in the house and he like pulls up his goggles and he's like, Hello? Hello? He's so <laughs> immersed. He's so immersed. Speaking of car commercials. He's lost. What's your guess about the guy with the beard in the Volvo commercial? Haven't I think they're taking him back to prison. Haven't uh, seen I, it. I have no idea. Have you ever seen it? About. No. Maybe. Oh, never mind. Oh, okay. Is this on like standard television? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why we haven't seen it. Yeah. Oh, I see. Right. Oh, you cool cord cutters. Only, only old people watch cable TV now. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it on Hulu? Let me, let me, let me do what the president did. Wow, that was quick. Yeah, that no, was subtle. I'm an astronaut. <laughs> that was subtle, but we all caught it. That not so subtle. I got an itch in my hair right now. Carson. I'm not thinking about you. <laughs> I have always wanted to be a female astronaut. Oh man, <laughs> I've not seen that ad. You'll have to, br- you'll have to bring that next week. We're compiling a list Never of all mind. the things we have no, to bring next no, week. But mind. even even with with Google cool, killing this off. Um, where does the, the folks at Oculus stand and Facebook and their investment behind this? Do, do you think they're going to continue to make the investment in it for another oh, yeah. five years? I, I do. do you think I do. Be that do they long? believe in it? 
they believe in it, and I think the the Oculus, the the high end Oculus hardware, has a really great path right now. Mm. Um, Samsung's uh, Gear VR headset is also done, so right. that's kind of part of the reason behind this Verge article uh, that Adi uh, wrote is that Samsung, you know, basically the Note 10 was incompatible with the Gear VR, to which uh, John Carmack, who's the CTO of Oculus. Essentially, you eulogized right. the headset to say, "Hey, you know, it was good for what it was, but we're done with it. We're we're moving into this area." And mm-hmm. then, of course, Google. No, absolutely no phones that have been released in 2019, from what I understand, mm-hmm. are Daydream View compatible. Right. Yeah, the three A isn't, the four isn't, and so Google's saying, "Yeah, you know what? That that just consumer adoption was low. It was decreasing over time." There's just not a whole lot of demand there. Consumer so adoption was low because they didn't help it. They didn't help yeah. people try to adopt it. They didn't push it the way they push the new Nest Mini that you just was so excited to see this morning. <laughs> you know, but that's my opinion yeah. on it. That's kind of that's kind of Google. They get excited about things and then they lose their excitement. And they've along never with that, been excited everybody about VR though. They, everybody else. They just did it because Facebook spent forever. <laughs> right. So I was going to point out a story that's both cool about VR and a good example of why mobile VR doesn't work. Okay. Or sorry. Um, So this is an Ars Technica. It's about Microsoft's Dreamwalker. This looked and sounded, I mean, I would never use it because, again, I do not want to be in a virtual world when I'm out in the real world. But uh, (laughs) they have, it basically maps where you are in the physical world and creates a VR world around it that is built on top of actual obstacles that you'll encounter. So it gives you reasons to like stop at a crosswalk, for example. So it's pretty cool. I mean, but if you scroll down in the article that I linked to, um, it's in the show notes, uh, you see the guy with his headset and his backpack computer and (laughs) (laughs) scroll down. There it is. (laughs) <laughs> no big deal. What? That's just a random that guy's person. That's not going to get attacked. No. E- everyday Man. person. But We've not, all done that. He's not going to get attacked and probably not so going to get is, a date either. Yeah, this is why it's not, you know, awesome. But at the same time, I'm like, that's kind of a fun use case if, again, if you're not worried about being attacked. <laughs> right. <laughs> Have you heard about the void? Yes. I would love to. We have that, that. In, in, in the Oculus. So it's not it's not Oculus, but it's in the Oculus at World Trade Center in New York. Oh, that I was like, yeah, so it's like a Star big, Wars experience yes. and Avengers yes. experience event event center where you can go and it's like a yes. large scale uh, VR roaming VR where you have the backpack and um, right and there are objects in the space that like the virtual objects that you see are matched with physical objects that you feel when you reach out to touch certain things and everything like that. I, I love, I love that. And I think that's, that's got a big future for VR. And if and anything else that does see, I think that works too, because it takes me back to the days of laser tag. Yeah. Oh, oh. Laser, laser tag. tag. Yeah. I remember. Oh, that. I was, I still play laser <laughs> tag cause I've got a 13 year old. So oh, every nice. now and then. same here. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Still nice. a thing. Still a thing. Still a thing that still, happens. It's yep. still a thing. And it's better than paintball because you don't get whacked with hard balls of paint. Right. Yeah. Although that's kind of the beauty of paintball too, because then there's actual fear behind playing it. 
You're like, actually, I really don't want to get shot. Fair. It's been a long okay time since I played picture. paintball, and it was frightening, but also really kind of a lot of fun because it was so frightening. Man. You just really don't want to get hit when you're playing paintball. Now, even uh, I'm still thinking this whole consumers not latching on to this VR thing. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking about homes. You need a lot of space in your home more than likely yeah, true. for these, these apparatuses true. to work. Um, I don't care how good it is, but if they don't have the spot for their, their rigs or whatever and the spots to, to move around freely, mm-hmm. it's not going to catch on. Is there anything being done for the average Joe's room to be able to enjoy VR that you that you guys know of? You could put your coffee table and sofa on casters and just roll it out of the way. <laughs> okay, there's that option. That's I, true. Have a friend, I have a friend who... Um, she does development for VR. When they built their house, they actually built a room for her to work in okay. that was a VR room. And so uh, I think the walls were painted, I think, dark gray or maybe a lighter gray for mm-hmm. some reason. That's easier. Um, and it was empty and it has specs in terms of like how wide it needed to be. Um, so, yes, but she that's her job. I mean, right. Rolling yeah. your furniture out of the way is probably the way to go now. Right. Not every not every house is going to have an obvious space for this. Like in our living room, we don't have a coffee table in our living room. So right. automatically in the in the the front, you know, in the center of our living room. I mean, it's not the hugest Where space. Where do you put your world. feet? Mm-hmm. Where do you eat dinner? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> we we have an ottoman for our feet. Right. <laughs> we don't need a coffee table for that. But That's I mean, but I can make that work. And mm-hmm. I, and I mean, I, to a- answer your question, like just taking the Quest as one example, mm-hmm. the Quest can operate in um, in kind of like a standing or sitting mode. It can also operate in a free roaming mode. And mm-hmm. when you do that kind of free movement mode that's when you draw the boundaries so you can really make any amount of space that you have mm. usable space and within the game that becomes just a little bit more dynamic right. you you know in a small room you'll have a little bit of of wiggle room to walk right. back and forth but in a larger room like one day um when i was borrowing leo's i came in here after all about android was done so there was nothing going on in the studio and i cleared everything like i pushed this oh, table man. back i cleared it all out and i tried that and I mean, I was walking around the grocery store in Job Simulator. And nice. you know what I mean? It was just like, <laughs> I could go behind the, I could do things that I just didn't think were going to be possible. Right. And it was, it was really cool. See, like, it was awesome. Now, and TJD just says that the Rift needs five by seven feet usually. That, that's not very big. And I could see not that. Not big. You know, I could see that being feasible in most homes. But something like a rift needs a big system to power it. Yeah, you and need so when you're talking water. about like wide mass adoption or whatever, you know, the everyday person in enjoying or experiencing VR, that's that's where something like the Quest seems mm-hmm. to be the right approach. And by the way, the Quest is not off topic for this show because it is powered by Android, so mm-hmm. there you go. There we go. <laughs> you <laughs> get that uh, Jason, I love how you feel like you have to justify yourself when when it's just Leo, Jeff and I, we're just like <laughs> <laughs> Last week you're we not talked a, about the among, Beatles you're among for the abnormal. Like twenty minutes. <laughs> what's that? What's that, Carson? We talked about the Beatles for twenty minutes. That has I nothing was, to I do was with not Beatles. in favor of that, by the way. No, oh man, no, I wish no. I was here for that conversation. Oh, no, 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 Jason, you would not. <laughs> I could have. I could have pitched it. I could have held my own, probably for a oh, little bit. Oh my gosh! No. So, so when are we going to talk about quantum computing? Sure, right now. Oh, wait, now or 
or or cereal because I don't understand oh. what that is. What yeah. is the cereal? Yeah, how did how did we go through the Pixel Four thing and not talk about cereal? <laughs> Doesn't in that just UK, make sense? Was it in the UK? Was it some pictures were delivered in cereal boxes? Yeah, so um, I guess it's a, it's a promotion happening only in the UK. They only had two thousand of these being sent out, but people, some of the first customers, are receiving their Pixel Four in the UK in what is a cereal box that looks, you know, it actually has some cereal inside. <laughs> so they're uh, you know multicolored. Was it edible Pixel cereal? Well, that was like yes. plastic. Yes. No, I mean, 9to5Google Google posted a gallery and full review. They said uh, 100% of your daily allowance of magic, curiosity, and feeling lucky. Uh, <laughs> these are Cheerio wannabe hoops with Google-branded marshmallow bites and what they believe to be small meringue gems. That's cute. And uh, I think the final verdict is that the price per pack of around $799 makes it really hard to recommend Picking up a box unless you really need 16.77 million colors in your bowl. <laughs> well, wait, there's a prize inside, right? Yeah, it, it happens yeah. to be a phone. Right. So, <laughs> a phone, but no headphones, by the way. Aren't going to get headphones in the box of the Pixel 4, which is a little interesting, too. Happy you brought up the cereal. Okay. Yeah, about, I just I saw that in the rundown. I was so confused. All right. How about this? I, yeah, I put that in. I was I was overjoyed with that. I want I want, I want Pixel Four cereal. I, that I'd get. Absolutely. I mean, it it looks magically delicious. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, Quantum. Okay. So this is one of those stories that, like, I, I read it and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I don't. I have no idea the science behind it or the. the that's why head. Sundar's interview is very interesting. Way okay. over my head. All right, and I did but not Sundar read Sundar's said interview. That um, this allows them to the, the practical use that he came out with was that it, it 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 allows you to model a molecule in all of its forms and could wait, have huge wait. impact on medicine and things like that. Mm. And the caffeine alone has ten to the forty eight different somethings and (laughs) it would take the quantum even the quantum computer couldn't do all of its somethings something okay i don't know what right um so what is what what are you actually talking about what actually we have to introduce this so google oh sorry no that's okay two weeks ago (laughs) oh we did Oh, was I no, no, no. When the paper leaked, we talked about it. Right. We right. did. Um, this is like the right. official release of it. But this is the official okay. release of the paper. Yeah. So Google officially released a paper declaring itself, uh, declaring that it had reached quantum supremacy. And I'm going to put those words in quotes because mm-hmm. quantum supremacy, the idea behind this is it was, I think it was proposed like seven or eight years ago. And the idea was a so to perform a task in a time much faster than practical than a traditional computer could perform it practically. Um, it's a little bit of a moving target, but Google said that they had achieved a quantum computer named Sycamore, and it is a 54 qubit processor. If you're tracking qubits, the last qubit computer I think we talked about was like 36 or so. so how this big is, was the ARP? How, how many qubits was the ARP? Oh, Sorry. 40. It's an old joke. 40 cubits. It took me a minute, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, so these are cubits with a Q, not with a C. Uh, and they basically said that they could do this faster than the fastest supercomputer out on the planet today. Um, I, I, I forget what they were 
computing though. <laughs> it wasn't molecules. It's like it's like re- random numbers. Yeah, it was random, random numbers, numbers yeah. and something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they were doing that. You now IBM came out and said, like, uh, I don't think so. Our <laughs> fastest computer, because Google said it would take it ten thousand years. IBM's like, no, we make the fastest supercomputer on Earth, and it would take it two point five days. So that. So IBM. So yeah. So there's like this little like fight over length of time. The bigger thing, and so that's kind of what's happening now. The big thing is quantum computing is important because it allows us to solve problems that we haven't been able to solve with traditional computers, right? And it does so in a completely different way. So like what Jeff's talking about with the molecule, when a computer is trying to, when a traditional computer is trying to like figure out the position of all the atoms in a molecule, it's Mm -hmm. atoms, Mm -hmm. and the parts of the atoms in a molecule, it has it, it's going to start crunching those numbers and doing the modeling. And as it gets successively larger, it's going to slow down because it's just too much. And it's going to be like, it's kind of like if I were running a, a marathon, my first mile would be okay. My second mile would be okay. Actually, my second mile would be dead too, but I'm going to get progressively slower. <laughs> in a quantum computer, it's like I were running the marathon except I'd be driving a car and it, I can just maintain the same steady pace. So... That's that's how to think about this. So Google's argument that they've achieved quantum supremacy is they can do this in a way that's A, faster than the supercomputer, but B, they never, ever, ever slow down. So that's the big, oh, oh, and I was explaining why it was important because there's a whole class of problems and complicated things we can't currently do on today's supercomputers. And especially in an era of like climate change, drug discovery, this is gonna be important. Hmm. Also, it will help with Wall Street trading. Okay, hopefully that helped. <laughs> and hopefully y'all didn't all fall asleep. I'm sorry. No, uh, when I hear about quantum computing, I, I'm trying to think about real world stuff. And the fact that you put in, you, you know, the stock market in um, climate control, that, that makes a little more sense now. Because um, we have yeah, to Yeah, right to- now it can, it can take days for a full on weather simulation to take place. So like when you're predicting like a hurricane, mm-hmm. that can on a supercomputer, that's a lot of time and it can take a lot of time to understand what happens. But imagine if you could do that in five minutes. One, you can run so many more models, which means you can add in like data points as they come in, right? right. So like, so that's gonna be really a huge, I mean, weather modeling is a huge when computer you do- science problem. Right. When we're dealing with something that has so many, when you're dealing with something that's got a moving target like forecast, and I guess that makes a lot more sense because you get all these extra variables. And like you said, you throw in these extra data points. um, We can speed up the process of figuring these things out. That's what you're saying, right? Yes. Okay. And there's, there's tons of other things. I mean, like we don't even know. I mean, part of this, we don't even know. And there's the whole cryptography debate because it could break like 256 AES encryption very easily. Oh, um, random numbers. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So here's, here's Sundar's. Um, the other reason we're excited, he says, is take a simple molecule. Caffeine has two to the 43rd states. Then MIT Technology Review has a footnote saying caffeine with 24 atoms can exist in 10 to the 48 distinct quantum states, i.e. configurations of these atoms. That means for a classical computer to perfectly represent caffeine, it would require 10 to the 48 bits close to the number of atoms in the entire Earth, 10 to the 49 or 10 to 50. A one gigabyte memory chip has about 10 to the 10th bits. I'm sure that yes. was very helpful. 
<laughs> I got you. I was like, I'm with you. So the other thing, though, we have to think about mm-hmm. when we think about computing, immense computing power, right? So like you've got massive supercomputers that consumes a lot of energy to model these things, right? Yeah, right. Right now, quantum computing, if it can do it super fast, and yes, we'd still have to cool these down tremendously, we could end up saving energy. We might not, though. I don't know. That's that's still an open question. Will quantum computing be more energy efficient? And I think that's something we should be thinking about in the current climate, as it were. Well, when so. well, when can we find out? And you, they're saying they're, they've achieved these quantum computing. So quantum computers so. live in these <laughs> in these uncertain states. No, mm-hmm. they live in these. Um, they live in. Uh, we, we don't have good programming tools. So right now you can't do whether – every time you write something for a quantum computer to do, you write it from scratch, right? right. Um, and there are very few people who know how to program a quantum computer. Okay. They all work at Google or IBM, right? So there's that. That's a, Your quant- that's a quantum computer. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're, yeah. they're not – it's not something you can like buy off a shelf or – Oh yes. no, I get that, but I'm I'm just saying if you could, if, Leo would have bought one. If yeah. people, if we have people that are able to sit down and write to to write the code behind it, okay. So where are they putting this code? All right. So now, if they put this code on some piece of hardware, and I'm just saying this layman's terms, like when do we put this stuff into place to where we can reap the benefits so it of quantum? So the challenge is, well, this exists. Google has a quantum computer, I think. Well, it has that. Yeah, um, right. IBM has a quantum computer. I believe Lockheed Martin has their own, but they may be sharing with Google. Okay. And these are billions. I don't know how much a quantum computer. Like these are these are so research. Like they cost a lot of money. Uh huh. They're 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 persnickety to use. I don't know why I'm doing this gesture. Because um, <laughs> we were talking about solely. Yeah, earlier. you're turning down the volume. <laughs> like, on your it's so persnickety. You've got to move in tiny increments. Um, so this is this is not a computer that like you can have access to yet. Are there universities with quantum computers? I feel like the U.S. government's concerned that China has like secret quantum computers in, and they 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 operate at sub-zero temperatures. That's like they're not. <laughs> They're not ready for even close to commercialization yet. Yeah, yeah. I just like I said, I just think about all of these capabilities and say, hey, we when we figure out quantum computing, we can do A, B, C, or D. And then you get an article that says, hey, we figured it out. So my next question is, when are we going to do A, B, C, and D? That you so promised? so Sundar talks about this, yeah. Ant, where he said that that he was talking with Hartmut Nevin, who leads the quantum team along with John Martinez the chief hardware scientist for Google. And then he told him he dropped out of his PhD in material science. Uh, people around him were working on high temperature superconductors. That was 26 years ago. I was sitting in the lab and I'm like, wow, this is going to need a lot of patience to go through. So he leaves and goes and becomes wildly you know, rich running Google. God bless him. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I felt like I didn't have that, that kind of patience. I have deep respect for the people on the team who stayed on this journey a long time. Pretty much all fundamental breakthroughs work that way. You need to have a long-term vision. He, he, he then reminisced about how Deep Blue beat Gary Kasparov in 97. And then we hit beating AlphaGo in 2016. Mm-hmm. And you think, on the one hand, well, that's a long time. But the progress to get there is incredible. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I get and if that. you have that long-term view, uh, then no, it's not going to happen next week. Uh, the butterfly wing to the storm, we're not going to figure out. But okay. 
you know, if you're a scientist like like these folks are, just seeing that the road you're on. Also, I think what's really important here that he mentions is they see the end of Moore's law coming, and they're I think worried about it. Okay, because that's what that's what enables their <laughs> their like uh oh we're gonna hit the hit the dead end mm-hmm. uh, and We've they need things the that are gonna end. continue. Yeah, well, yes, uh, but they need to continue growth. Uh, Sundar says Moore's law is what made Google possible. Mm-hmm. But can it so run Doom? Out of, out, <laughs> out crisis. <laughs> on the chat room has some really good things. He he or she, I don't know, adds that we don't have to worry about breaking encryption until we get to a thousand qubits. I have not fact checked this, but I'll say okay. And they pointed out that IBM will let you uh, run a quantum algorithm if you want to write one. Um on one of their developer computers for free, but it only has five qubits. And so... So that's not <laughs> useful then, right? No, it could be useful. It depends on what you want to do. I mean, quantum computing is just... Again, it's like walking versus driving a car. You could okay. do things walking. Like normal computers walk, quantum computers are cars. Okay. So remember before we're, there were cars, we had a very different worldview. So Yeah, yeah. sure did. Just give me another horse, is what they said. Yeah, so... I got you. And and I don't know. I'm like... I have this vision that Elon Musk has a quantum computer in his bathroom. <laughs> Why would you put it in your bathroom? That's how he reads the news. Just to show off. It's kind of a humble brag thing. Yeah, like, you put your Oscar there. Seat, he's tweeting from it. would be so cold. <laughs> no, he's tweeting from space. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> He that's tweeted he from space today. That's that's a real story. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I yes. missed that. He tweeted Elon from, yes. Uh, that wasn't Karsten's fantasy. I know. That I was, was yes, like, of course he's he is. Actually, on the rundown. Oh, there we go. Elon sends tweet via SpaceX's Starlink satellite broadcast. Now explain something to me here, he Ms. Stacy Wiggenbotham. All righty. <laughs> how can with all that distance? How to, can they get the speed and the latency so low? The speed high, latency low. Mm. When, it has, uh, when, the, when the bits have to go that far. I'm assuming it's a, a what spectrum are they using? Hold on. No. I haven't paid much attention to these because I feel like they're <clears throat> full of crap. Yes. Okay. Thank, <laughs> and I love how you are on the same like that hmm, is the same thing. <laughs> um. So I don't. The answer is. I don't know in this particular case. Usually when you want to boost your speeds or reduce, you can't really reduce your latency unless you get closer, but you can increase your capacity. And to do that, what you do is you uh, widen the area that you're willing to use to send the bits down. I don't know how to explain this without like... Just just be you. You, you. Go ahead. Just be you. You we be you. It. But... But wait, because I don't, I, I I literally don't know what spectrum they're using, if they're like what band they're using and all of this. So this is hard for me. Okay. Uh, but if I read it, I can come back to you and tell you. In this week's episode of Stump Stacy. Wow. That's right. I don't see this often. <laughs> no, I, I'm like, I can explain broadly how satellites tend to work. I cannot explain. Let's see where. Well, how about, how about this? Things? We'll take a break. There you maybe, go. Maybe that's enough time to read it. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's not, don't worry about it. 
<laughs> it's all good. You're off the hook, Stacey. All right, let's take a break. This episode of This Week in Google is brought to you by Zapier. You probably already know this. Maybe maybe you've experienced this yourself, but growing a business is hard. It's not easy. You don't want to be wasting hours every day moving data from emails over to spreadsheets to your CRM to wherever you need it to go. Uh, that should just kind of happen. And with technology, that should be easy. Well, now with Zapier, uh, you can... It does become easy. Zapier can actually help with that. Zapier has over 1,500 plus apps and is the easiest way to automate your work. So you can focus on what what matters most, and that's connecting all of your business software to things like engaging your leads instantly, also automatically importing new customers, maybe notifying your team about opportunities. Really, the sky's the limit. Your imagination can run wild. And that's because Zapier is super customizable. They support multi-step zaps now. Uh, so the possibilities are virtually endless. You can build the solution that you need in minutes. No more wasting your time on tasks that you know could be automated because that's exactly what Zapier was built to do. Just go to zapier.com slash twig. Then you can go in there and connect the apps that you use the most and let Zapier take it from there. Best of all, it's easy to build the exact solution you need in minutes without writing code. You're not going in there, you know, writing code or anything. You aren't going to need to ask a developer for help. It's all super straightforward and made for you to understand it right away. So join more than 4.5 million people who are saving an average of 40 hours per month by using Zapier. We're using it here in-house. Uh, one of the things that I've, I'm so familiar with is moving my transcripts or, or the, uh, the, the transcript for the teleprompter uh, for Tech News Weekly. And, you know, it's usually like save out of Google Docs, rename the file, move it over to, to the Dropbox that appears here. And Zapier makes it an automated process. So uh, I love that I could just set that up. Uh, that The Micah actually. Yeah, uh, say, that's a say, Micah yeah, sergeant. That's, that's a Micah thing. Don't take but, his credit. No, no, no. I would not want to take his credit, but... <laughs> I love that you can, and, and you can do that. Mike has actually had a lot of experience with Zapier prior to them being uh, on the network, so mm-hmm. it's uh, it's cool. He's kind of passing down the knowledge. Make more time to grow your business right now through November. Try Zapier free by going to zapier.com slash twig. That's Z-A-P-I-E-R.com slash twig for your free 14-day trial. Zapier.com slash twig. And check it out for yourself. We thank Zapier for their support of This Week in Google. All okay, right. I can answer your question. Boom, boom, boom. Checking in with Stacy on the answer to the question. Stacy, Once who we find the right stuff. camera frame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the latency numbers are, as I suspected, how close they are to the Earth. Um, so you just simply don't have to go as far. The SpaceX satellites are going to be launched at uh, about, let's see, we've got to open up the file. Uh 1,100 to 1,300 kilometers above the Earth. An Inmarsat satellite is 35,000 kilometers above the Earth. So that's a lot of miles. Uh, so that's late. 1,300 kilometers in miles is 807 miles. Okay. 807 versus 22,000 miles. Mm. So big difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how latency is affected. Could we the- do the show over this connection? Um, I don't know because are all the satellites? How many of them are actually launched? So the other thing is, yeah, but he's going to have like it's going to be there's going to be no sunlight. He's going to have so many of them. 
25 <laughs> seconds. It, they're talking about 25 seconds of latency or is it milliseconds? Yes. Okay. Milliseconds. Se- seconds would be bad. Yeah. I was like, right. if it's 25 that milliseconds, <laughs> when do we, I thought it was, was it Carson, six haven't we kind milliseconds? of measured latency sometimes yeah. on the show? What is the, yeah. Mil- 25 milliseconds is not bad. It's not bad. Latency wow. for milliseconds voice. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not good for robotic surgery. A latency of 20 milliseconds is normal for VoIP calls. A latency of even 150 milliseconds is barely noticeable. Ta-da. Now we know. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Google. And the capacity is because there are so many of these things. And the sea change that has happened here is that, let's see, it used to cost a lot of money. It used to cost, you know, a couple million, 25 million to launch a satellite. And satellites themselves cost a lot of money. With the small cube kind Is of Is he going to launch a bunch at, at the same time? He's already launched a couple. And he has permission yeah. to deploy up to 11,943. And, and what happens to all that space junk? Is it, that is, it, is a wonderful question. MIT Tech Review, if you Google those two things, space debris, MIT Tech Review, they had someone answer that question just this week. Currently, um, I, currently there are I only read it. 2,500 2, satellites in orbit. So this is a lot more satellites than... Hmm. Yeah, than he currently has. And now but he's, lower guess, down than most satellites, so it won't get in the way of like the space shuttle? No, no, no. I was talking about all oh, the oh, can't hear you. Can't hear you. <laughs> no, I was talking about all the satellites that exist in, right. t- in toto. Like all the satellites... That have ever been launched is uh, that are in space now is twenty five thousand, so he wants to have five times as many satellites as are currently out there. Wow! And one of the big challenges with these like smaller start, smaller satellites and the startup operators that are coming out for this is what's going to happen to that stuff when it starts to degrade and break down, or what happens if those companies go out of business? So like. Yes, the satellite industry is fraught with bankruptcies, right? But throughout those, they've operated and made sure their satellites don't run into other satellites. And that's actually a continuous process. Mm -hmm. So how this is handled, I really don't know. But it is a legitimately interesting question that people should be and probably are thinking of. I'm just not. (laughs) Because I have other things. (laughs) I love it. Got other things to worry about. (laughs) Leave it to Elon Musk. He'll figure it out. Uh, cool. I'm happy that we could get there. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that was worth coming back to, but now you know. <laughs> no one's half the battle. That's what they say. Oh, oh. Thank uh, you. I asked the question. It's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's see here. What else do we got? We got, I feel like we've got Let's some little, little look at- bits and pieces around Google. We've got Stadia. Oh, I think the... Oh, sorry. The Fi, the Fi Dual Connect. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, down in the Android block. Yeah, so Fi is going to get an upgrade. Google Fi, a new upgrade called Dual, Con- Dual Connect technology, as Jeff said. This essentially means that the Fi devices, um, starting with the Pixel 4, it's going to roll out eventually to other Fi devices, uh, but for right now, just the Pixel 4, will be able to connect to two networks at once for faster switching. This doesn't mean that data is going to be faster mm-hmm. because it can only listen to two networks at once. It's not using them both at the same time, although that would be pretty cool. Uh, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> but 
But I imagine if it was using them both at the same time, then you would would that be like a two data data plan? Well, since like those days, yeah, when you used to, yeah, it's like the backpacks that Leo when Leo was yeah. broadcasting the from live view, South live by view. Southwest. Oh yeah, I he had like that. three or four sims, yeah. right? Right. Right, so I don't know that five would necessarily say, "Hey, we'll double it, and uh, we won't charge you anything extra for that." That seems <laughs> seems costly if they were to do that, but this doesn't do that, anyways. So yeah, so this would be for I, I guess a fist, uh, faster handing or handoff, faster the handshake. Yeah, you won't notice it from one to the other. It's pretty slick. So yeah, it's a nice feature. I haven't been using Fi in a while. I am using Mint Mobile. They are a sponsor on the network, and mm-hmm. I ported my number over to Mint. So I've been off of Fi for a little while. All right. Uh, I remember you doing that, and you've—I know you've been pretty happy with. I've been super service. happy. Yeah. I mean, features like this, you know, are are nice. Yeah. You know, especially especially something like this is nice to hear that uh, that it's improving and everything. Are is anyone here still using Fi? Or I'm, I've I never been on Fi. Never been on Fi. You've never been on Fi, Jeff. You you use it for for your international. I use it internationally. Yeah, yeah. And Fi makes a lot more sense for someone like you who's yeah. doing a lot of travel. It didn't make as much sense for me. I was in uh, Colombia, and my AT and T wouldn't um, connect to the network. I spent two hours on the phone with AT and T, and finally got to connect for data, and never for voice. So I'm really glad I had the separate phone. Right. Hmm. That's good. Um, I, I actually liked Fi. I like this, the kind of in-app support, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just, I felt like there were certain features that were just kind of lost on me. But then I did just go to Victoria, British Columbia a couple of weeks ago. And didn't, didn't have, well, I, I say it only to, <laughs> to point out that I didn't have a data connection there. Oh. And if I had Fi, oh, I think I would have been fine. Been fine then. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I could I could have added it if I wanted to, but I didn't I didn't need to. My wife had a, <laughs> had had the plan, so we just used her phone. But so there are there are benefits for sure. Um I thought this is interesting. So right now going on in the Bay Area is the Android Developer Summit. That's happening right now. It's kind of the Ooh. the talk. If if Google mm-hmm. I.O. is the tick. Yep. Then uh, Andev Summit is the talk for, I saw for developers. Poltrek mentioning that. What's that? I saw Virginia Poltrek mentioned this, this this morning. Yeah, Google announced they they basically gave an update on Trouble. Trouble is of course the the components of Android. Their their kind of effort to speed up the updating of mm-hmm. these devices by by componentizing parts of the OS. And, you know, this was introduced, I think at this point, three years ago, I believe, off the top of my head. So we're starting to kind of wonder, you know, is this actually making a dramatic effect on Android devices being updated, which is just constantly mm-hmm. such a such a huge deal. Um, so they announced that this year, 12 OEMs, just one example of how Treble is helping. This year, 12 OEMs participated in the Q-Beta. That was up from seven OEMs for Pi. So they're increasing... The nice. ability for OEMs lowering the bar- the the boundaries and the barriers for OEMs to offer the Q beta, so they say that's as a result of of trouble. But this is kind of a little more interesting. They said in 2018, Android 8 was on 8.9 percent of all phones right before Pi was released. So basically, think of it as Android 8 was out almost a year in 2018, and they were it was at 8.9 percent of all devices. Man, that is pathetic. Yeah. Uh, same same time period for Android nine before ten was released. Uh, 
and it was at 22.6% of devices. So then mm-hmm. think of that as Android 9 a year later was on 22.6% of devices. Still not great, though. Still not great, but an improvement. But yeah. you're right. Still, still not, not great. great. Like, ah. One year after an OS is released, 22.6% total devices. It needs to be so much better than that. And I really hope that that continues to improve. And and to Google's credit, this is working out out perfectly with its January 2020 mandate of, you know, any of these new OEM devices have to be ready to go with the latest version of Android henceforth and forevermore. So we'll probably see that number a a little bit higher next year. Hopefully so. Yeah. Yeah, 7.0 took 18 months to reach that position of 22.6%. Mm. So, man, it used to be a lot worse, but it's still not great. Yikes. And uh and other other improvements Samsung um as one example started its 10 rollout on October 12th. Last year it was November 15th. So Google's just pointing to and and then also OnePlus and mm-hmm. Essential Although, what's really happening with Essential? A um, couple, a handful of manufacturers that are getting their updates out almost on the same day mm-hmm. that Google is releasing its updates. So that's all really positive. Yeah, that is. Um, but, but, I think, but that's still sort of niche yeah, though. Totally. You know? Yeah. Things really do need well, to continue. What's happening with all of these Samsung devices out there that are, you know, still lagging behind? That are yeah. clearly capable of running the updated OS? You know, what's, right. what's happening with those devices? Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, can uh, you help me understand something? I'm trying to. I was thinking back to the the whole Nexus premise of Google. And okay, Miss Miss Stacy or Mister Jarvis, if you all know as well, was the premise of the Nexus line umpteen years ago just a way to sort of set a standard of what Android is supposed to be like and what the OEMs are supposed to try to you know aim for as far as when they made their their phones and made their um their software to sort of mimic whatever google's pure android was is is that was that the premise of it i thought it was a reference design for hardware but also really a folk because everyone was sticking all this bloatware on the phone and google was kind of like Ugh. right mm-hmm. okay yeah that was i had the first too. nexus you did I was at the event, mm-hmm. so I got it. And I was oh, like, it was the nice. first phone event I ever covered. Oh, wow. I happened, I happened to be in San Francisco. And again, chip reporter, wireless spectrum reporter, <laughs> not the actual device reporter. And they were like, Ohm was like, I don't want to go. You go. And I was like, oh. okay. <laughs> but I was so nervous. I was just like, I don't know how to do device coverage. I don't know what to write about. I don't know what to do. Ah, ah. Just, just open the box, Stacey. That's all you got to do is open the box. Nexus is what's in the happy. box. What's in the box? Exactly. That's kind of how I felt. What did you think? Oh. What was your impression of the Nexus One with the little rolly ball at the bottom? Dude, I don't even remember. <laughs> that I've much of an impression. I mean, yeah. I'm like, I can't. I can't even remember my first like non. My first non-screen phone. I'm like. There was a BlackBerry Pearl in there, and beyond that, and I had a Moto Razor at one time, but beyond that, no. Oh, the Motorola Razor. Wow. I think we've got a segue. (laughs) Motorola just put out a tease for an upcoming phone reveal, November 13th, and they had a little animation. It's doing this little foldy thing. 
They threw out all sorts of little key key points in the invitation, uh, saying a highly anticipated unveiling of a reinvented icon. Uh, you're going to flip an original unlike any other, and pretty certain this is Motorola's foldable take of the Motorola Razor, the original Razor, the the flip Razor that everybody had. Yay! So, I, and I never <laughs> had one. I never actually had a. a a Motorola Razor, but I did. I did want one. That was the, the very first phone I bought. Queen Pruitt was oh, wow. very. First did she like that one. She she loved it until everybody started getting into the smartphones and they were texting faster than her. Yes, I'm saying <laughs> yeah. this on air. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember it was really satisfying to, yeah. to, to hang yeah, up, hanging up on people that way. <laughs> so when snap. when was the Razor? How long? What year was that? What was that? It's got to be 2003, 2004. I was thinking more along 04 is what I was oh, thinking. Oh, it says, Four. so first release, November 2005? No, that's wrong. That might, uh, that might be right. Maybe so. I was thinking about 04. That might like be that. right, actually. It might actually be 2005. Wow. I, <laughs> I was just, oh, no. Yeah. The, it was, the it V3 be, was... It had to be the fir- five. Yeah, the was, V3 was, was the first LA one in... It was introduced in July of 2004, but then the V3i with iTunes built in. <gasps> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> iTunes on a <laughs> Motorola phone? Uh, yeah, and I, and I also remember a lot of people, like, like it was such a hot phone. Like, mm. everybody wanted one of those things. And then at some point, I started noticing there were these little air vents Near mm-hmm. the displays that when you would have the phone in your pocket, little pocket fuzz would get in there yep. and it would Ugh. line the inside display and yep. everything. And it was pretty. The luster started to kind of wear <laughs> off a little bit uh, with pretty. that. So hopefully Motorola has has uh, has taken care of those issues for the new upcoming Motorola foldable razor. But any interest? I'm old enough that anything with Century seems recent to me. <laughs> That's fair. That's still that new phone by Motorola. Yeah, 2005? Oh, yeah, that was yesterday. (laughs) So if you want to put it in context, I always realize this, but like when I had my daughter, it was 2006, and there were like no smartphones. Because I remember being like, I you know, I was nursing, so I I had nothing. I didn't have a Kindle. I had to like, (laughs) I had nothing. Right, right. And then... 2007 was the first iPhone. So like so soon after that, people were just like, why do you say you were bored? It's the best time when I'm nursing. I can just like, you know, scroll through my Facebook. <laughs> and, I'm like, and my daughter just turned 13. So the world has changed a lot really quickly. Yeah, it really away. has. <laughs> it really has. Your daughter's phone uh, might someday be a large format foldable like the Huawei Mate X that uh, has been delayed and delayed, similar to the <laughs> Samsung Fold. Dude, she's going to have earbuds that just talk wear. to some sort of Yeah, there's, there's going to be something embedded in her head. No, oh, no. I'm almost to the point where uh, I'm ready for that. You're just, ready for that? I'm, I'm, I'm almost yeah. to the point because some things are just annoying me day to day with, with phones and tech and security and you know we need this many levels of ID and with us in our pockets and come on, just give me a chip. 
But if we have this technology inside (laughs) of us, then security affects us, like, directly. Right. See, yeah, there's always a caveat. As they say in the White House, get over it. Yeah, pretty much. Fake news. I'm like, you can put a chip in my dog, and I can find him, and he's happy. You know, he can pass (laughs) for anything, and... (laughs) Just give me a chip, too. You know? <laughs> That's what you need for your liquor cabinet, Stacey. You just need chips. I just chip need your daughter. Just chip yeah, your like daughter. Anytime she's chip your daughter. The, anytime she's near the liquor cabinet. Next, that's that's next. So Kevin just hopped on the chat and says mm-hmm. the hosts need to check something, but I don't know what he's asking us. To yeah, check. he put a, a, a link up on about Chromebooks where um, you can now sideload Android apps where you will begin. <sighs> you will be able to start sideloading Android apps onto Chromebooks. It's over on about Chromebooks.com. Thank you, Kevin. You know what? I, I started deleting Android apps. Because I was getting sick of clicking on a New York Times link and it would open up in the uh, on my Chromebook in the app. Oh, instead of in the browser? Okay. Instead of the browser. Gotcha. And that was happening with all kinds of things. So I've started deleting all kinds of apps now. <laughs> I just so this yeah, this is interesting news. I just man, I yeah, I don't I don't run Android apps on my Chrome OS. And you are Dr. Android. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dr. Android. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't know. I, I don't know why I need to. To be honest, well, the things I, I run I want out of my Chrome OS, like I Netflix, just kinda, I would want uh, to Showtime Go. That's what I run. See, I okay. would want to run right. Lightroom Mobile on the Chromebook. I would. I would want to do that. Yeah, you know, Lightroom Mobile or some other creative app. Yeah, my Chromebook's too old for Android apps, but I dream. <sighs> somebody, somebody <laughs> could have ordered you a. Chromebook Go, Pixelbook Go, uh, Pixelbook Go. Somebody, uh, somebody. No. no, just saying, just throwing that out there. <laughs> he could, but uh, I'm not, Kevin, no. Kevin. So, so um, <laughs> knowing what you know, Kevin, I'm doing the chat book. Um, oh God, I'm gonna do plus Kevin C. Topol. <laughs> like this, this is the part of the show where the hosts start talking to people who aren't in the room. Right. Um, <laughs> or on a screen. What's your latest room? recommendation? See, he's listening anyway. Yeah, so, he's, right. he's watching so he can hear you as you type. Book <laughs> or me. There. All of our all of our audio listeners are like, what is happening? Now? He's like, he knew exactly what you said before it ever hit the chat room. Jim. Of course he did. Right. Well, notice there's... Kevin C. Toffel, LOL. Type, type faster. faster. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new type of co-host right here. Outstanding. Outstanding. There, Kevin like, Toffel. Very little latency. Go, yes. go everyone. Low latency. Yeah. Love it. All right. Yeah, the- so Chrome OS 80 uh, will be seeing sideloading. I can't get it. Yeah, I tried to get it. Well, no, no, 78. No, Chrome OS 80 to bring sideloading. Oh, but where, where are we now? We're now at 77, aren't we? I don't know where we are. I don't remember. Hold That's on. a good question. I am at 77. I... Are you trying to, you're pushing the slate again. Nice try, Kevin. <laughs> no. Not doing it. Not doing it. It's um, uh, it's a laptop problem. It's a lap lap problem. Right, lapability. Lapability problem. Or lapability. Very good. There, I like that. <laughs> I oh, that sounds like lap-ability. like a dog drinking water. That's a Mary, that's a Mary Jo Foley term. She she is very into lapability. Oh yeah, she did say that. Surface, 
the Surface and Surface Pro are not credit where credit is due. That's right. She did say that. She did. That's right. Uh, let's see here. Should we do, do you want to sound the horns? Should we do that? Ooh. Got some horns. Yeah, because it's getting close to your pickup time. Uh, my, yes. Past it. Oh, wow. It's past past it. it. I'll let the horns sound. You have forgiving kids? I have a forgiving wife. (laughs) She's picking them up. She has changed her, she has changed the, uh, the time on her client. So she was able to make it work this time, this time, this time. Uh, I was watching, I was listening to Howard Stern and he had on Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy evidently makes joke about how his wife's feet stink. And Howard knowing this because they're friends brought this out and Jimmy Kimmel is going with the joke because it's very funny, but he's realizing divorce is coming. Yeah, right. No Do way. I keep going down this road? This <laughs> yeah, is a bad idea. What the, you're caught between the need to like entertain and and uh, keep your marriage together. You know. Well, well, to to Ms. Howell, thank you very very much. <laughs> thank you, man. Having Jason for longer. That's right. Thank That's you, right. man. Thank you. All right. So first up, news that Jeff is going to totally love. Gmail dark mode is rolling out, and I I have it and winning. It looks dark. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've used it. Is this the now? Did they fix it? No, this is the same one. If you open an email, it's still light, right? Oh, well, that's a good question. I won't show my email, but I will open one and see. It but, matches Stacy's mood. Oh, is this on the? This is on the phone. Never mind. I'm talking about on the computer. Yeah, this is on the phone. Uh, yeah, okay. everything appears to be dark. Okay. Well, then, yeah, it's the the dark, dark theme on the web is. If you open an email, it is light. It's still light. It just can't decide. (laughs) Your eyes are like, Uh, big, people small. Big, small. (laughs) That's a fun game. Chrome 78 is launched. It brings a a few new APIs as well as the ability to highlight and right-click a phone number so you can forward the call to an Android device. It also has a shared clipboard between devices. You can do that. Don't want that. Google, you don't like shared. dark mode. I don't, I don't, the whole clipboard manager stuff is just over my head, me, I guess, because so, when I copy and paste, I'm done. Mm, you know? So, Sarant, Sarant, I want to tell you about the old days. All right. So, you back mean, in my, back, oh, yeah, watch that. Stacy's going to sleep right now. Um, <laughs> back in my days of, of, of content management word processing systems on newspapers, mm-hmm. we had what were called save get keys. Okay. So, you could have, 26 different saves. Okay. It was beautiful. Right. If I could just have two, one for the headline and one for the URL, wouldn't that be great? It would save Karsten half his week. Rundowns. Right, Karsten? I want multiple save gets. I want multiple. I just don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I still can't figure out how to make that work for me. And someone in the chat just mentioned PaySpot on the Mac. Um, Mr. Sargent has said the same thing about that. And and I just don't get it. When I hit copy on something in a document that I'm working on and I hit paste, I'm done. It's out of my mind. It's out of my memory. I know it's it's sitting somewhere else on this computer's memory or whatever, but I don't. I just don't see the need of managing the clipboard. You just move on. Yeah, I just move forward. What, Stacy? Uh oh. What? She's. Uh, I'm sorry. I Did she didn't squeeze even know something? this was possible. <laughs> see, see, that's because you <laughs> folks are real this. journalists. You folks are real journalists, apparently. But me, when I hit copy and paste, Look at I move Stacey. forward. 
This is Between so the squeeze exciting. And the paint spot, spot is really cool. Yeah. You should paint try spot, it. I'm, I am on this. Thank <laughs> you so much, Scooter. Oh, my God. How many Does times are y'all doing pasting Chrome? the same thing over and over again? Oh, when I'm writing stories, I'm pasting links. Oh. I'm pasting com- or yes. like people's names. I'm, I'm like, and then I'm pasting like, because I'm doing, I'm never doing one thing at a time. So uh-huh. I'm like, somebody sent me an email. I'll just really fast deal with that and. Oh, <gasps> this could change my life. This is, like, is there a pace spot oh for my Chrome, goodness. please? There's been two great reactions during this show from her. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Eve, Eve, Squeeze the phone and the now pace spot. <laughs> what will the next I, one be? You guys are awesome. You have made being like today with the migraine. I was like, maybe I shouldn't do the show. I'm not going to have anything to give. But Okay, oh, code I'm snippets. So code snippets. I get Ooh. that. Good call, Scooter X. I get that. Free PasteBot alternatives for Chrome. Evernote Web Clipper. Uh, OneNote Web Clipper. Uh, I don't know. I got to check this out. Hmm. I will say there have been times if I was writing a query or what have you, and I'd ha- I'd copy some a line of that query and paste it down somewhere else. Yeah, that's multiple. Pace, pace, pace. But after that last time, I was done, you know. But you just I, want it out of your memory. You yeah, want that's it. I move on. You want a right to be forgotten. Yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> Even though no one will ever forget me. You're unforgettable. <laughs> that's right. In many ways. Unforgettable. <laughs> that's, that's what, what you, you are. are. Sing it. Sing it. <laughs> oh, boy. You don't want that. Uh, Maps. Uh, Maps is getting even more Waze-like um, in its incident report feature. Basically, new categories are being added. Before, it was just crashes, speed traps, and traffic slowdowns. Now, they're also going to include construction sites, lane closures, awesome. disabled vehicles, and objects blocking the road. I got to tell you, the previous update with the landmarks, I finally got a hold of that, and that's awesome. You know, telling you turn right on D Street at at the, the salon. Yeah, right. you know that. I was like, oh, I see it. You know, oh, that's it, cool. That that, yeah. that was awesome. I, yeah, and I haven't really noticed that feature. That was awesome. Is so, that because you hear it reading it to you? Yeah, it says it out loud. Okay, yeah, at I keep the so and so. You know, I keep my muted. So it's probably why. I don't. Oh yeah, I never want to listen to the person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also announced today at the Android Dev Summit uh, is the release of Android Studio 4.0. This includes Devs eagerly anticipated early developer preview of Jetpack Compose, which promises a way to create modern UI with Kotlin, similar to what uh, devs uh, have encountered with Google's Flutter. Developers are very excited about this, so I only... S- somewhat understand but if you want a better understanding of this actually last night Mm -hmm. we had a couple of uh, guests on all about android from google we had uh, nick butcher and florina muntanescu who are both android developer advocates Mm -hmm. and they are actually speaking on these topics at the end of summit uh today and tomorrow so check out yesterday's all about android and you can find out more about some of this stuff some of these announcements obviously they made today so they were talking right. around them last night of course but uh touching on on the the concepts and everything so um if you are so excited about the upcoming movie frozen 2 frozen oh i am too <laughs> then you'll be happy to know <laughs> that your google movie. home <laughs> will read uh, read the story along with you when you get the golden book for Frozen 2. 
Yeah, it, I was excited about that until I realized I had to have the Golden Book. And yeah. Like, <sighs> <sighs> golden books are awesome. Yeah, they, they are they awesome. Are. But my child is, you know, 13 now. And <laughs> a little embarrassing to go buy it. Oh, it is not embarrassing. Per- I have perfect multiple Christmas copies of There is a Monster at the End of this book. Oh, it's like my, my favorite. It's that my one. favorite too. Oh my god! <laughs> and and you they know made... what was great? I, one time uh, years ago, I went home to visit, mm-hmm. uh, and I found you know, my mom showed me this like stash of books from when I was a kid, and that was in there. I was like, oh, oh man! And I brought it, and it's it's I, my kids love it as well. So that's it's awesome. a book that never never gets old. That's awesome. Oh, what a great book. Why isn't that here? I want to hear what Google would do with that one. So there's actually, there was an app version of it. We had it for my, well, it, was, it must have been my daughter and it was on the iPad. Um, and it was, I don't know if it was better than my crazy Grover voice, but she did enjoy it. <laughs> Grover voice is fun. Uh, finally, Google is rolling out Nest Hello chimes to tie into the season, a la Halloween for now. I'm sure once Christmas rolls around, maybe there will be some ho-ho-hos going on. But for now, it's spooky sounds. So you get a ding-dong followed by witches laughing or monsters growling or that sort of thing. Should I ask my surprised. Google speaker to get spooky as people keep suggesting in the chat room? Uh, please. Sure. Please. Yes. yes. All right, hold on. Let me, let me tap the mic off here. <laughs> That's the something else. Come here, Google. Yeah, Google, get spooky. Okay. Hey, Google, get spooky. Oh wow! Will we get a takedown notice? (laughs) That's a good question. Will we get a takedown notice for that? Oh, it's still playing. (laughs) Oh, is it? That's the song. That's the song I hear every time I say I gotta go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) TMI. It's like we could set that up so it plays that. There's some smart toilets out there that Yeah, when you flush. No, 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 no. And that is the Google change law. <laughs> oh. What would the right music be for a toilet? I don't know, but I don't want to go there. No. Uh, no, no, no. Jeff, why would you ask that question? <laughs> no. There's got to be a good answer to that question, though. <laughs> there has to be. I appreciate that you asked it. And I think it you. deserves some thought. <laughs> the chat room, I'm sure, will have a few suggestions. <laughs> Everybody can think about the answer to that question while I thank our sponsor this week uh this episode of this week in google is brought to you by captera captera is the leading free online resource to help you find the best software solution for your business so if you could lessen your workload that's what captera is going to help you do so you can do that Uh, captera helps you find the right software for your needs fast so you can get back to business even faster you can compare thousands of software options read reviews instantly narrow your favorites find the right software right now at captera.com slash twig with over 1 million reviews of products from real software users that makes it so that you can discover everything that you need to make an informed decision 
validation that you can trust, and you can be confident with your purchase. Don't forget to leave a review and continue to help Captera be the leading free online resource for software solutions. You can search more than 700 specific categories of software, everything from digital workplace software to video management software. No matter what kind of software your business needs, Captera makes it easy to discover the right solution fast. And Captera believes that software also makes a world a better place because software can help every organization become a more efficient, effective version of itself. And you can just jump right in there and pop around the 700 categories. You'll probably be surprised at what you see. A lot of times these categories, you're like, wait a minute, there's a whole category of apps dedicated to that particular thing. And uh, sure enough, you know, Captera puts them side by side, allows you to kind of compare features piece by piece. And uh, so you can find the right auto body software. If that is what you're looking for, Appointment Plus for Automotive, just one example, uh, all sorts of things. It's really kind of fun to, to take a category and, and jump in there and see what you find. Join the millions of people who use Captera each month to find the right tools for their business. Visit captera.com slash twig for free today, and you can find the tools to make an informed decision for your business. That's captera.com slash twig, C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash twig captera is software selection simplified we thank them for their support of this week in google yeah we've gone through a lot of this doc mm-hmm. we've done pretty yeah, good you did. you're, you're mm-hmm. pretty pretty efficient we've done all right is there anything in that we've spite missed? of everything we throw every speed bump we throw in your way <laughs> it's true every pothole every rabbit hole every rat hole you somehow managed somehow like a, like a, to make it to the end yeah, uh, I'm sure we've missed something. We Is missed there... well, what we missed was that, that people are, are, are having fits about. Well, Google gave me free storage all this time. Now they're charging me for storage. Oh, right, the Bloomberg article that I and that as I... someone pointed out, that's exactly what the entire news industry did. But okay, oh, it's also a popular tactic with drug dealers, right? To get you hooked. <laughs> I wouldn't know, Stacy. <laughs> they get you hooked, and then 15 years later, they start charging you for them. Exactly. <laughs> but so I will say, because I actually, I wasn't worried about charging because I, but I did go delete my emails from like 2005 all the way through 2010, I think. No, oh, did you? not that many. 2009. I stopped at 2009. And did you archive those before deleting oh, them? heck no. I just deleted you them. You were like, see you later. I don't care. I don't want to walk down memory lane. Yeah, I'll probably I, yeah. go back to 2010 and, and anything prior to that because it, it's pointless. But Everyone, I freed up yeah. probably three or four gigs of memory easily. I mean, there's no need. There's uh, I find things in search that can, especially what happens to your memory, like an old man like me. It's I, I see that. I met yes. that person back in aught nine. <laughs> yeah, right. Who was that? But I'm right. I'm kind of like if I met you in 2005, can I really claim some sort of kinship on you? No. We met mm-hmm. back in 2005. You don't remember? I don't remember. But my email says it happened. <laughs> now, if I'm know. if I'm in Gmail, how how can I find out where my where my storage is? They show you at the it used to be on the bottom left. Homepage. Used to be at the bottom left, but I don't think it's there anymore. Yeah, I'll tell you. That gummit. Was... That gummit indeed. Yeah, I'm not finding. I it. I don't see it on mine either. I want to know because I haven't. I haven't reached the point. Well, I'll be. Now, yeah, it used know. to be right there. On the front page, you couldn't miss it. Now they don't want you to know. They yeah. just want to spring the, the message for you. 
uh, when you when you're about to go over. Apparently, they don't make it easy for you to find, or maybe it's somewhere else. Um, yeah, I I have a hard time uh, huh. thinking about deleting old emails. I kind of like don't think about it. Just uh, do. It. I'm the same way, but I've gotten to a point it. now. It's like. Uh, what am I going to do with this, you know, 20 years from now? And it's, it's not even useful now. It's probably not going to be useful another five years from now. So just go ahead and just cut it off, get it out of my head. You know, now if it, there's certain things like documents or whatever, yeah, I'll keep that. But yeah. just random messages, no, they can go. I, it, they can go, especially if I don't hear from these people regularly and nothing. But every once in a while... I end up doing a search for some random thing and then I look through the results and I see that there's something in there from like 2000, I don't know, So this is, early this on. is a very... Like, oh, I remember that email. And I actually do remember writing that email. In my search, that's why I said about 2010 because I've done some searches like that too where I'm just looking for something in particular but it, I guess metadata has it connected somehow. Okay. And it pulls up something from like 2010. I'm like, oh yeah, I did write that. So, I, But I'll keep it. But anything beyond that, no. Right. I, I, th- I think it's a function of the type of person you are. Like, yeah. I don't keep, I don't keep anything. I have, like, I'm like, eh, I don't care. Get rid of it. <laughs> oh, like, that's my wife. She my, you can't keep anything. Yeah. My husband. Oh, was, everything has to have a container. Oh. I swear I'm going to oh. be buried in Rubbermaid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, just, I just throw it out. I'm just like. It's not useful. When we got engaged, he popped a bottle of champagne at the site where we got engaged, and then he handed me the cork afterwards. And, and I stared like, at it. I was like, do you want me to throw this out? Right. He's like, no, it's a memento. And I was like, oh, yeah. honey, this is trash. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't yeah. know if I said this on the show before, but when I met my wife, she was unimpressed with my discovery that kitchen cabinets were the exact right size to store copies of the New York Times. Oh, wow. Oh, I would have shot you, Jeff. You have a way patient wife. No, she wasn't very patient. They were gone quickly. By the way, you can log into Drive. I knew I could see this somewhere, and thank you. I believe Bleak put it in the chat room. Just log into drive.google.com, and you'll see in the bottom left-hand corner, you'll see your storage. Right now, I'm sitting at 42.7 gigs of 115, so I'm doing okay. Oh, that's... oh. Okay, but I can, <laughs> forty-seven gigs, huh? I've yeah. got forty-two of two hundred thirty-two. Okay, where are you at, Ed? Um, yeah, I'm at one point something terabytes of Ooh. two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about he does that. Photography, though. So, are you sending photos? I have some photos there? out there, but not all of my photos. But I have some photos out there that I've kept. Um, because of the what? pixel automatic backup thing, some yeah. of them, some of them I did keep out there. Now, granted, I still pulled them down elsewhere, but ooh, that's that's wow. a lot of data, Ant. Yeah, that is a lot. You got a lot I mean, of data. That's there. probably like a tree that burns every day. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you have, Stacy? Ninety KB. Right. Oh, you're gonna love it. It's seven gigabytes. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Wow. Bravo. So that's the way you do it. There you go. This is. <laughs> I want to be I like, like Stacy one of these days. One of these days. Oh, I feel like I know each and every one of you just a little bit more now <laughs> that I know how much of your your space, your drive space, is taken up right now. <laughs> uh, what else? 
got to be anything else in here before we get no, to picks I think that and was numbers an important one to get to. All right. I think that was a good All right. None of us really paid attention to Mark Zuckerberg uh, in, in Congress. I do so. have a funny I, – I, I put it in the in the chat. I don't know if there's a funny video of Zuckerberg's reaction when he's compared to Trump. Oh, no. Really? So I don't know. I, Carson, I don't know if you, if you uh, queued it up past the commercial. He says, hold on. And this is from today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I can't find it. Can't it's find a it. two-parter. You got to see the two parts. Okay. Everybody should uh, look for that. I think Carson's having a hard time finding it. Okay, that's fine. No big deal. It's all good. Uh, but you can look for that if that tickles your fancy or whatever that saying is. Um, okay. Well, then, why don't we get into uh, tips, picks, numbers, all that kind of stuff. Uh Ant, you are in studio right now, sitting yeah. right next to me. So I'm going to point to you first. What well, you got? This time I did not have a thing that I've, you know, popped in my head or what have you because of something I come across during my musings of this here internet. Um, but I did want to give a shout out to our triangulation show. Uh, these last two have just been fascinating, especially this one here with Miss Ruha Benjamin. And she's talking about her book, Race After Technology. And it really, really struck Ooh. a nerve when we, you know, we can go back about a month or so where we were looking at AI and how it just falsely identified me as a wrongdoer and all of that jazz. Um, but her book is sounding great. I started reading it um, a couple of weeks ago and it, it, it really does open your eyes um, from all different perspectives as she breaks down what's going into all of this technology and what people are uh, are feeling when they're subjected to some of these technologies, even like when they didn't even ask to be subjected to these technologies. Mm-hmm. Think of the homeless folks right. that were used as part of the tools. Um, but that episode, and then the episode prior to that, um, Mr. Micah Sargent interviewed, uh, I can't remember her name now, but she was she was talking about waste and garbage. And Kate O'Neill, Kate O'Neill. And I'm sitting here in 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 Petaluma living here now. And I've been battling with recycling and recycling the right way. And yeah, they, they're yeah. fussing at me and telling me I'm not recycling right. And the whole thing. I had no <laughs> idea how much went into it. But Miss Kate O'Neill discussed a lot more in depth in how a lot of the stuff, especially with Amazon, we love getting our packages. Yeah. But they are right. the worst oh, offenders. Yeah. When it comes to handling and recycling um, the products that we get, it's it's those two shows, uh, um, Triangulation, I've already been a big fan of it, but those two shows right there have really hit me in the heart recently. Number one, because I'm living here and experiencing it. And then number two, that whole AI thing is still a mess. It's mm-hmm. got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's awesome. Twit.tv slash TRI or twit.tv slash uh, I think Triangulation works as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're all pitching in on triangulation. Yep. Mike has done a. Really I'll be in there soon. Episodes. I'll be in there soon. <laughs> awesome. I've got an interview with um, with Jerry. Uh, why am I suddenly blanking? Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jerry Ellsworth, uh, for this Friday, uh, which Looking was a great interview that we recorded on Monday about her project Tilt Five, which is an augmented reality kind mm-hmm. of tabletop board game thing that's really neat oh, so boy. it was a great interview so that's gonna be this friday as well looking forward so, to it yeah it's such a great show it's awesome to be able to have the opportunity to just 
talk with people about yeah. things that they focus on, their passions, all that kind of stuff. They're so freaking smart. Yes. <laughs> people are smart indeed. Stacy, what's your thing? I have a service because I'm crazy. I've been trying out the Nike Training Club Premium. Mm. And if you if you're gonna guess, I am gonna try the Fitbit Premium next because because I'm crazy. You're unit um, testing. Exactly. <laughs> um, so this is I think it's fifteen ninety nine a month. Um, I I think I've recommended the Nike Training Club app before. If I haven't, I tell random people about it because it is like wonderful for people who travel because they have lots of body weight exercises. Um, nice. And I'm just gonna warn you though. Nike premium is not for casual Wimps. people. Wimps. I would say it's not even for casual people. So I have historically found that I'm a, I'm a fairly fit person. I'm not like running marathons, but I, I do keep active and et cetera. Right. The Nike, anything above beginner or intermediate. So the advanced workouts I, I can't even do them. Like it's sometimes very discouraging when you're like they're like, here's the warm up and you're like <laughs> I'm dead now. <laughs> that is not an exercise I currently can handle. I don't know what's happening to my body. Um, but they have like the the classes they have added with premium are really awesome. Um I do find it motivational in a way like if you're going to do peloton or if you're going to spend three thousand dollars on a mirror then this is not for you but if you just want like a quick and easy way to work out you can start with the free app which has plenty of great workouts but if you want to do like a program or something they're actually quite motivational i've Mm -hmm. I've tried two of their programs and i i like both of them and they're a huge variety of bodyweight ones and then there's a huge variety of ones that are like 30 minutes or less so, yay. Nice. So that's, so yeah, if you're, if you've never exercised before, this may not be the best one for you, but right. if you want to challenge yourself, this is a very challenging way to go. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Because that was going to be my next question. Could anybody just pick this up and give it a go? But you, you don't think the, the beginner should grab this just yet. I feel like if you are a true beginner, unless you're like a true beginner and you're like 20, in your 20s, maybe you could do it. But like if you were older than that, uh-huh. I feel like you could probably get hurt. Okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's right. just real talk. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Nike Training Club Premium. Right on. Uh, Jeff, what's your number? So I could do, to go down a rabbit hole, I could do the fact that the Popeye's chicken sandwich is coming back. And Popeye's with 150 stores is hiring 400 extra people <laughs> to handle it. But I'm not going to do that one. Good job, Popeye's. You just, you just created more jobs. Nice work, Popeye's. That. That's good. That's good. By the way, have you all had this? Did you all have the sandwich when it was out? No. Negative. No. And no. I was so sad. Negative. I love a good chicken. It was very good. Very good. Very good. The pickles were a nice touch. <laughs> nice touch. Very good. I'm from Chick-fil-A country, so I'm like, mm, well, yeah, I, I endorse what I happened in the UK to Chick-fil-A, yeah. Um, you heard about that, right? No. Uh, I no, not. They opened the They UK. opened a store within a week. It's closed because the protests against Chick-fil-A in the UK. Oh, uh, really? But the number wow. we're going to do is this. The number we're going to do is this. Is there was a study of 40 million trips on Uber to find out what people's tips are. And 
I don't know about you, but I tip every time. And I was upset when Uber didn't have tips, and now it has tips. It has mm-hmm. for a long time. 60% of riders never tip. Oh, that's <gasps> baloney, really? Only really? 1% always tip. Those who tip leave an average of $3. This from a Washington Post story about the study. Um, and somebody pointed out they don't they don't have, know what happens offline if you give cash. That's not included. But I can't imagine there's a lot of that. No. Um, if you know who the rider is, you can guess the tip regardless of trip or driver quality. In other words, tipping is determined by the rider, not the driver, which I guess that's yeah. good news. Um, women tip 14%, 14.3% of the time. Men tip 17% of the time. That surprised the heck out of me. One guess is because women may feel that they're not treated very well in Ubers. I don't know. Um, uh, men tip 12% more if their driver is a woman, which may be good or may be bad. I That's don't know. Unbelievable. Um, the premium men pay to women behind the wheel shrinks as the women get older. Well, that answers the question as to whether that's yeah. good or bad. That's bad. Uh, by the time the drivers reach age 65, it is virtually vanished. Women also tip other women more, but they don't significantly change their tips based on the driver's age. Women always being nicer than men. Um, so that's, I found that all pretty darn fascinating. Wow. And sad. And that's sad. depressing. Good. I These always tip. barely scraping a living. Well, you know what I found out? I talked to someone close to me and I will not out them because, you know, this is a terrible thing. They don't tip in hotels. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And I was like, you don't tip your housekeepers? They're yes. like, no one does that anymore. And I was like, uh, they should. And yes, they do. So do you guys tip in hotels? I do. I do. I do now. I will I will confess that I had stopped a bit and my wife um, shamed me. She's right. <laughs> she you, you should you should be tipping. Those people work super hard. They have got, everything right. against Horrible them. Horrible salaries, yes, exactly. So I, I do, I do to, every time. It, it, this is now public, but many years ago, back in 2001, I lived in a hotel here and there when I wasn't living in my car. And when I would get a hotel room, I would go to a little inexpensive hotel because it was all that I could afford at the time. And I can remember befriending the housekeepers there and seeing what they dealt with. Yeah. Tipping those, yeah. tipping those yeah. folks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm battling little, little bouts of shame right now because <laughs> that's not, that's not that's a, a habit you, that right? I've had in my life, yeah. but you know, it's, I, I'm like ashamed to admit I've never, it's never occurred Probably to me. never crossed your mind. No, it's never crossed my mind. And that's, that's fine. That's, that's, that's ignorance. I think that's, that's not stupid. That's normal. ignorance. Yeah. I, it if just never didn't. crossed my mind. I, I, yeah. Okay. And they make minimum wage. And mm-hmm. yes, there are people who say they should be paid more and I'm a hundred percent with you, but they are not paid more. Sometimes they are paid only by the number of rooms they have to right. clean. And right. in a lot of cases, they're immigrants who don't have a lot of power and are yeah. taken advantage yeah. of in sexually assaulted. They also, the and, hotels now do these things. Sorry, sorry, Stacey. Yeah. No, they, the they're doing do these, these things, things where you, they pay them by the room, but they're incenting their customers to not get right. cleaning. You get extra points or you get a discount if you don't get clean. Well, no, I'm not going to put them out of work that way. All right. Uh, I'm paying for the hotel. You're going to pay them hotel and I'll pay them too a little yep. bit. Right. I'll give them gratuity. I always leave something on the counters before I leave. Always do. How do they know that that money is for them and not just money you left out? You checked out. 
You check oh, out. Oh, when you check out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you I was like, should do you do leave this it on every a day. Da- like, I'm so clueless on this right now. Like, mm-hmm. do you do how it on a daily basis or do you do it when you check out? I do it every day and then I write a note. Like, I there's usually a notepad in your hotel and I just, you know, thank you for cleaning. Yeah, because oh, there's always a little okay, stationary. I, I, just figured they would think, or where, I thought they'd get scared that they were going to be accused of stealing if right. they took money out before. You try, I mean, ideally you will leave a note. Um, or Because, right. yes, if, you, if you're not really obvious, they will not take it. Um, that's right. Because right. I have left it out, not been, and I'm like, oh, there's my $5. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, I've left it out in the past, too, and they didn't take it. So I've always just waited until checkout time and stick it and like, do right it next to the stationery. Okay. But people clean every different people yeah. clean every day in some hotels. So then, right. I mean, it's not terrible, but you mm-hmm. know. yeah. Oh, so you know, wait, wait, wait. Let me let's go through the list here. I do not tip at gas stations. Well, yeah. we have full service. You don't. Yeah. Tip oh, it's like why right, would you tip at a yeah, gas station? Say, you yeah. New Jersey, New Jersey, we're not allowed to pump our own. Oh, okay. Did you ever? Oh. No, I don't. I, yeah. Are I, there any others? No. Like where you tip? Um, I tip the people who wash my dog. What about what about when yeah. you call for like takeout? Oh yeah, because yeah. you're not. Oh yeah, because it's not like a, a service sort of thing. I tip if oh, I go, if I go to get takeout. I tip. They get tips yeah. too because they have I to. They have to package the food up for you. Yeah, which is, yeah. And they're poorly paid. I don't tend to do twenty percent. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's, in that, that case. that's kind of where I'm at with takeout as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but yes, I tip there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. This is fascinating. <laughs> totally learned something about hotels. But, but the like, Uber thing, you know, I think when Uber started by not allowing tip, by not having tips as part of the app, right? And Lyft changed that. It set a precedent in people's minds. I can't imagine that they would go out of a yellow cab and not tip. Oh, people don't tip a over. lot. Yeah. Um, ask anybody in the service industry; they will tell you that um, there are surprising numbers of people, and some people that only tip like five percent. Not and e- they feel good about it. Not even that. Yeah, and, I've yeah. seen that. And too. that's that's not even the I didn't even enjoy your service tip. That's the you were good. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. give you five percent. That's good enough for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been but there. do you ever? So so the other thing I do is if I go out now and I split, you know, we put on multiple cards. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, there's a kind of awk moment when you're checking. You don't oh well, to, you, if you have more than six. People, they'll add it automatically in most restaurants. Right, right. But if it's just let's say two couples, right, or two co- or two colleagues around, oh, right. put down multiple cards, then I kind of want to make sure that it's enough. I see what you're saying. But I don't want to shame the other person either if they right. see what I'm leaving. All right. Sometimes so I just like moment. I'll I'll just say out loud. I'll be like, you know, yeah. look at it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to put like five dollars down for my, you know, right on top of this, and then they can. That's either shaming or not shaming or right. it, mm. however they want to handle it. Or 20%. Yeah. I normally just write it out, whatever it is. I don't even tell the other people. And I just assume it's going to be okay. You know? So this is not tipping, but a, a colleague of mine at school, this is really interesting. I had never thought of this. She's vowed, I think it's once a week even, once a month, once a week. She puts aside, and she's not paid a lot, we're a public university, puts mm-hmm. aside $10 for a homeless person. Yeah. And it used to be that her rationale was that she'd kind of add a dollar here, a dollar there, it would add up ten dollars. But she realized she thought to actually pick someone and give them ten dollars was a little more. It doesn't change their life, but it's just more mm-hmm. gratifying, more useful. Yep. Which is an interesting philosophy I hadn't thought of. Mm-hmm. I we do ten percent of our income to charity, basically. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, we tithe. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's, but I don't, I do not typically give to people on the streets. Like yeah. I, I give to organizations, but I right. tend to be That's the same. But there me. are cases. Yeah, yeah. Only, there's. Yeah. A handful I was like, category. there are days that that happens. All right. Mm-hmm. Not often. I, you know what happens to me is I'll I'll end up walking past about ten steps and say, I'm busy. I can afford this, and I walk back. Mm-hmm. You know, not very often, but but I do that. Right. There's one guy who got me though. More of a scammer. He's guy, white guy dressed up, suit, and can anybody spare three dollars? You think it's going to be oh, because he just needs three dollars to just get enough for the for the bus ride. Okay, you know, right? All right. Then the next day he's there. The next day he's there. The next day he's there. Yeah. That's a, that's a shtick. Yeah. So he's the, he's the greedy panhandler, right? Yeah. I don't know. Is it greedy or is it just it fooled you? I mean, like it fooled me, but there. I mean, like some people, they're like, yeah, they're only going to buy alcohol with the money you give them. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, oh, I yeah, buy that's, alcohol that's if I lived on the street, too. Or, right. Yeah. Some my business. Right. Or if you find something that gets you extra money, then again, this is why I don't give to on the street, though, because it's really complicated. It is. I have a hard it time. It's very. Mm-hmm. But if you have a kid with you, I'm probably going to be like, uh, 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 uh. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I remember when I was a kid driving through New York with my parents. You know, the first times we when, the, when they'd come up and knock on the window, and you know, we were privileged kids from the suburbs. We didn't know, All right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that was an odd number. Of weeks. I know. <laughs> Thanks, Mister Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> that went a whole bunch of directions right there. <laughs> Oof. Uh, this is Twig, where we we really do talk about anything. We'll show Mister Laporte to go on vacation. I I feel like my my tool is so insignificant compared to what we just talked about. <laughs> Look at some apps that are designed really well. Hmm. Uh, Hold on, let me give you all of the camera space here. You show that app off. Well, we don't need to really show each and every app, but basically the Material Design 2019 Awards were last week, and four apps were called out specifically by Google. Nice. Um, and I, I do have them all installed. We don't have to look at, at all of them or anything, but I actually showed one of them on uh, All About Android last night called Reflecty. This one won for, um, uh, what was it, for innovation, which they said were new directions in, mater- in the material design system. You know, things like lots of little animation swooping around there's the statistics page when you're moving around you get this nice little haptic tick that happens Mm -hmm. that just feels really satisfying um another app that they called out was scripts which they say has a a good experience an impactful user experience and this is actually kind of a language uh learning app but all of these apps just kind of have a very unique design um language so if if design is your your thing uh, you should definitely check out this list and, and take a look at them because they're really they're really well done. This one's, I guess. What is teaching, this teaching you? This is teaching me uh, har- hiragana. It's teaching what? me how to how to how to how to do Japanese. How to do Hir- Japanese Japanese characters. Okay, hiragana. I was like, I was like, I don't know what's happening here, but yeah. okay. I'm just talking <laughs> through it. Yep. See, two. There's the swipe, and I'm just learning right, yeah, the action. You're learning to write the letter A, it looks like. Yeah, the le- learning to write the letter A. And now well, they've A's hidden it. A is a lot it. easier. So, 
uh, maybe my muscle memory kicks in and I know how to do it. I know the letter I A. I dig that. I dig that. That's, that's, that's fun. Cool. Yeah. So, and that's just two of the apps. A few of the other ones, trip.com and rough, uh, one for theming and one for universality, kind of a thoughtful and inclusive design. And I just thought it was a, a cool, small selection of apps that maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't, but if design's your thing, you can check it out mm-hmm. and uh, see them for yourself. I'm glad to check it out rough right now because I think it has something to do with dogs. Yes, it does. <laughs> what is it? Here, I can load it up. Let's see here. Fetching. We and call I'm, those. No, actually, I think it's just the logo. This is like a text editor. <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> there you go. There's rough. Uh, oh, did you okay. see, wait a second, did you see the Bissell Bark Bath? The Bissell Bark Bath? As in the vacuum people? Vacuum. Do you vacuum look a dog? Up. Look it up. Uh, bark bath. Let's see if it comes up. Yep. Bissell bark bath. Oh, wow. <sighs> oh. Oh, uh, my goodness. It's so, it has, there's going to be a video there somewhere. So it has like a clean and a dirty tank and you scrape your dog with it. And it's like, it's like a carpet cleaner for your dog. <laughs> that is exactly what I was picturing when you said Bissell. Yeah, it's what it is right there. You see? Yeah. And then, of course, the dog is shown loving this. I know. Man. Hold still. <laughs> Let me terrorize wow. you with All this loud. All dogs love vacuum. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. You know the thing you're deathly afraid of? It's coming towards you. Yes, and it's I, wet. Yes. Oh, my Bissell. Yes. This is so fun. That's fascinating. Oh my God. Stacey, I may have- are you getting the Bissell Bark Bath? Maybe. I'm looking at this. I'm like, I have no justification for it. I just bought something I'm going to show you guys next week on the show when they arrive. And I'm just going to tell you, get your get your holiday festivities ready. Oh, boy. It's already that time. That's what we have to look forward to next week. Stacy Higginbotham, Stacy on IOT.com. So you're bringing a new wig. You're bringing something <laughs> holiday related. You're bringing, I feel like there were two other things that you were going to work on bringing next week. No, I feel like that was somebody else's. Ant was bringing his modeling picture. So okay. We cannot forget the modeling. Part. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Stacy, thank you. And you're bringing modeling pictures. I, I need to find. I have one in mind. I'll keep looking though. All right. They've got include... I can bring my colonoscopy report. Okay. So Jeff no. Jarvis, BuzzMachine.com, bringing his colonoscopy report. Oh boy, it's going to be a real barn burner next week. I'm not sure what I'm bringing. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to keep myself uh keep myself clear and <laughs> that way I can hold the ship together while we go along. Uh thank you all. This was a lot of fun. It was Had a great it time was, hanging out was. with you guys today. Uh we do this show every Wednesday and you can find the show in your podcast catcher of choice by subscribing. That's what you really need to do. But if you want to subscribe, all you got to do is go to twit.tv slash TWIG. That'll take you to our show page where you can find all the little links there to take you to all the ways that you can subscribe. You can also watch on YouTube if you like. But every episode is also uploaded to the site. So if you want to watch it on site, listen to it on site, you can find each and every episode ever recorded, all 530 of them, now 531 of This Week in Google. If you want to watch us live, you can do that as well every Wednesday, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, 2000 UTC. And I think that is about it. We've reached the end of This Week in Google. Uh, So (laughs) we'll uh, check you out next week in Google uh, next time. We'll see you then. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>